Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. (laughs) How about those freaking pirates? It's me, Amanda Garcia. (laughs) Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday, the final Thursday without real football in a long, long time. You do have preseason football tonight. But we got real college football next Thursday. We got real college football coming up on Saturday with week zero as well. We'll talk about some of those matchups and some pirate football today on Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, the new and improved PR927FM.com. And be a part of the show. Be one of the chat peeps. On YouTube and Facebook Live, we will be monitoring that throughout the show and talking to you because uh, we are a family here and you are part of the family when you join us on Pirate Radio Live. Looking forward to a fun show today with some great guests, including some gambling talk, college football talk. We'll break down week zero with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He'll join us coming up later on in hour number one. Hour two, we'll talk to East Carolina color analyst, former DB, Kevin Monroe, our first ECU football 2023 chat with KMO coming up here today at four o'clock so looking forward to that as we'll get his take on pirate football his first take uh coming up at five you'll hear from ecu hall of famer marcus crandall as we'll talk pirate football and also talk to another ecu hall of famer michelle clayton she'll join us coming up in hour number three as well the ecu hall of famer and we'll uh, we'll talk track and field her career and looking forward to a fun chat with michelle so we got some pirate royalty in hour number three we got the great camo in hour two and the big man on campus jeff nadu in hour number one along with shirley rhodes producing today big dog glenn griffin in the video chair and to my left the former long snapper chandler honeycutt is here and looking sharp hello chan man hello clipper ht happy thursday to you ht to you man um we got breaking did you see this breaking news clipper breaking news to start we were talking we were talking about college football we're talking about game day on college football what did you just say we're talking about game days Uh, okay college football what if i were to tell you what if i told you that for the first time in 16 years saturday morning saturday we will not be coming to your city. Oh, you know what? I saw a big and rich tweet, and I I just bypassed it. But I guess that was the what they were talking about. Has that really? Is that still the song? Yeah, I never knew that not was still anymore. the song. But you know what? This gives a window to. Oh, but th- who's, you know who can come back, baby? The Bubba Sparks. The return of Bubba <laughs> Sparks, baby. Let's do it. Haven't they announced who's... I guess they haven't They announced. have not announced. Uh, I listened to a little bit of the Big and Rich tweet before we went on the air, and uh, it seems that it, they said talented artist, so it could be a rotating spot, maybe. Hmm. Wait, did you put an S on the end? They, they had an S on it. Okay. So I, I took that as that it could be a rotating 
deal or it could be another band i who knows um we'll hear the new music next saturday morning as game days in charlotte for south carolina versus north carolina could it be chandler and i broken dumb broken dumb ready to go that's all lot. and we're just gonna sing we are coming to y'all sit tight it's that red-headed dude that sung that song about the folks north of richmond yeah to y'all sit tight that's the guy that's the guy all right uh breaking news as we come on the air today college game day we'll that's a huge a change sound yeah 16 years that's a run so, man. 16 that's a years long, that's a long time 16 years she had your song for 16 years 16 years 16 years well, i don't know the rest of the line she had one of your, your kids, kids you, got, had, had, you got them for 16 years well it's 18 but, years yeah oh, 18 oh, years 18 years yeah. Kanye. Oh, yeah, okay. i was kind of, i was kind of confused and then i was like wait this sounds familiar unfortunately I, I didn't know the rest of the line there all right um let's see what the chat fam's up to which by the way eric said no clip we're not family we're fat oh no he didn't say that he said we're familiar <laughs> thank we're you. familiar thank you for incorporating sponsors sponsors into the chat can very we good. normalize that please that, that is a new thing very good because they enjoy that yes. time. if you get a sponsor in i will read your chat with vigor like i'll read it with some spice 18 years 18 years she got one of your kids got you for 18 years there it is that's what we said yeah we, we got that i think shirley said it mm-hmm. but chandler you are the update guy in case you're just tuning in mm-hmm. I'm Here, a big, here's what you missed i'm a big just in case you're tuning in guy all right brandon says ready for football to start and can't wait for the return of the fifth quarter call-in show Break next saturday and listening to all the people complaining and making excuses we all know it's gonna happen you know what's not getting next new music for next saturday the, the fifth, fifth quarter. quarter jack yes sir that it beat is, is back man and has been here for years we are staying and y'all sit in your city <laughs> pike liked the stream and says what up what up pike skip is here how is ye skip i'm doing good got a little skip in my step just because we are on the precipice of a football season so uh gets me excited uh steve says what's up my guys my guy my guy my guy what's up my guy what's up my guy flip i've checked the quote tweets on this big and rich tweet and the people are clamoring for one man and it's our guy. It's Bubba Sparks. The people, the people want the return of Bubba Sparks. So what was his song? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even. It could have been a cover of. It's gonna get ugly. I mean, I don't. I don't remember. I remember it happened for one season, and I thought that was odd. I was like, that's a little risque. College game day. You're going a little bit off, off, off there, off the off the grid. Are you looking it up? I'm not. Well, cut that off, Chandler. All right, hold on. Cut it off. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Have you ever used a computer? Hold on. What are you doing? I'm trying to play the Bubba Sparks song. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Could it be put in work? Boy, I don't remember this. You don't at remember all. that? No. Mm-mm. I do not remember that at all. This was like uh, kind of late. This is post hit, Bubba, and he had been taken under the wing of uh, like Timberland and Magoo. Mm. I Rest R. in peace. R.I.P. Magoo. Uh, we've got Jamie saying happy 824. Where does the athlete associated with 824 rank in the top 10 of their sport? I hate that stuff. But that's what people do on sports talk shows. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I I was never a Kobe guy. Oh, no, I, I just wasn't. I think it was because we were coming off Jordan and my entire life, I heard Harold Miner is the next Jordan. Call him J.R. Ryder. J.R., don't call me Isaiah Ryder, is the next Jordan. Jerry Stackhouse is the next Jordan. Grant Hill. By the time we finally got to Kobe, who was more Jordan-esque than any of those hey, guys, it, you, I if, was burned out. If you told me that you had evidence that he was a clone, I would believe you. Like, as close as you can get to it. And he was a Laker. He got traded from the Hornets. So, just from day one, I uh, was just not a fan of Kobe Bryant. He was traded for one of the greatest Hornets of all time. Vlad? Yes. Vlade Dibak. Vlade Dibak. Uh, so, to answer your question, Jamie, I don't know where he's I at love in the top how, 10, and I don't care. I love how Jamie says, happy 824, then asks that question, and then says he's not a Kobe fan. Well, he just wanted to bring up a topic. Yeah, but I feel like we have more to. I think we have more to talk about today. Great Kobe questions last night, by the way. Thank you. Uh, congratulations on the win. Thank you. Steve Hill says I need to cover my back brace entirely in Pirate Radio stickers. It's broken. What do you mean? Like a decal on the back of it? Oh, dude! What's up with you today, man? You literally asked, "What do you mean?" Yeah, like Jim Gray did to Mike Tyson. Oh, okay. Do you see where I'm confused, though? No. Why? I, I need you on my wavelength, man. We are. You literally said his comment, and then you said, "What do you mean?" Just like Jim Gray said. I get I you. I get that. you. But do you understand me? No. It's me. Get your head in the game, oh, man. Said, what do you mean? And I answered. This ain't June. This ain't July. We are nine days away. I'm taking your thunder. There, no need to back you any, broke another microphone no need to no need man. to back anything up today because i'm taking you've over broken a headset because honestly a i don't trust you right now the ecu football countdown Good to kick gracious go on the, the, i'm ready to tell the people how many days away do i need to come football? in there nine the ECU football countdown. Nine. Nine. <laughs> the ECU football countdown to kickoff is brought to you by David Price Construction. Run by ECU alum David Price. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects. Maintenance. There's literally a truck backing up and beeping outside the studio. Now that's rad. Did you set that up? No. 
Amazing. You're supposed to say yes, and then I was going to give you a five and say you're back. Yes, yes. What's wrong with your play along I don't today? understand. Where, what are you talking about? I'm just I, thought, I thought we had this connection. We do have it. But I don't know. So, right, but right now, we don't. We don't. We do have a connection, Something's but missing. right now, we don't. What's, ha- what's going on? I don't know. Put your head in the game, man. Is this the right phone number? No, it's not. Great. Just great. 291. No. That is right. Go go for it. Chandler. My God, man. I, you know what? No, that's not it. That's actually not. That's not the right number. Go to davidpriceconstruction.com. <sighs> Proud ECU Home Services partner. We have been counting it down for so long. And Chandler, before the, the show, you said something. There you go. See, of, like I know you got a lot of papers. I hate to break this to you, buddy, but you've got to get rid of at least one. Of them. <laughs> I got to keep all my papers. <laughs> We're pack ratting at the football hoarder. season. I'm a what? A hoarder. Uh, 919-820-3612. Visit online, davidpriceconstruction.com. We started this count... Where we we were in triple digits because I remember it's, yes. it's like a milestone once you get inside triple digits. When you get to a hundred, I mean that's a big deal. And, and now I'm proud to say that there is only nine days away. We started in triple digits. Now we're into the single digits. Man, nine days away until ECU first, uh, versus Michigan. Seven days away. One whole week away until we are partying like a pirate at the State Theater for the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. We're going to be honoring the voice, Jeff Charles. Um, we're going to have uh, the chairman of the board there playing some awesome beach music. If you want to be a part of that, if you want to come and have fun with us, you can get your tickets at PR927FM.com. You can also get one of these awesome t-shirts that me and Clipper are wearing today and Shirley Rhodes. Uh, 20 bucks at the party. We'll be selling them at the State theater so come and get you a shirt let's describe them to the radio audience real quick on the left breasticle you have uh, a paint can mm-hmm. with a pirate radio logo on it with purple paint spilling out of said can oozing out of it oozing good word good word there is paint under the can and on the ground around the can and a paint brush with purple paint on the tip of it okay. so that's your front that's your left uh up here top left yep you flip that baby over you got the outline of the state of north carolina inside of that it says the voice stretching across the state from Asheville to the outer banks and then under that you have a jeff charles autograph uh his name embroidered uh what do you call that whatever it is and then that same logo with the can the paint because we are painting it purple for the voice jeff charles you can buy one of these ditties for 20 bucks at the pirate radio football kickoff party 20 bucks coming up next thursday seven days away we are going to be partying like a part like a part you know what's going to make that party so great what chandler because we're going to be partying like a part like a part uh so one whole week away Till the party. Nine days away until we're in the big house, baby. Yes, Brad. We're going to be coming until to y'all sit See how we jump together on that? See? Look. We always bounce back. We always bounce back. We always bounce back. And by the way, I want to apologize. I do too. See, folks, that's how it's done. Where my hat? I threw my hat, didn't I? I yeah. Saw where it's it is, so it's right. in the conference room. 
<laughs> in fact uh mike p said might want to keep those hard hats on with clip throwing stuff around the studio alex marion said i'm dying <laughs> oh no jamie have, said uh, clip must have jerry judy on his fantasy teams with that temper i want jerry judy i did not get him in my first two drafts and i planned on grabbing him saturday, saturday but i believe he's got a hammy he's got a hammy uh issue mm-hmm. issue if you so that is uh that's trouble for the broncos all right i'm glad i hope he's still listening but um we just made up we just shook hands i want to shake your hand we do have bo bats tuning in he just texted me he's uh we got him in shambles he's asking if me and you are breaking up no bo we're not never man no we're just like any brother and or siblings they get into arguments you ever heard the that that thin line between love and hate Mm mm-hmm it's very like if i wasn't that passionate about my hatred earlier towards towards chandler like that's it comes out of love yeah like if he just you think by- i would say all that about somebody i didn't care about if he bypassed that and if he were just like okay whatever i would be worried i was actually kind of excited that he was getting <laughs> on me a while ago and yes i showed some frustration and yelled which clip kind of likes sometimes i like that but we have I mean, a very toxic relationship. It's bad. It's so bad. Oh, people were probably like, "God, this is terrible." I think the this word is what is makes a, us special. The word is abusive. Is a wound, like a spouse that <laughs> he is. I've had enough. He is a battered he spouse. Keeps, but he keeps coming back. I keep coming back because I say, Chandler, I didn't mean it, man. Come on, you know <laughs> I, I didn't mean you. it, baby. It's fine. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> you know I love you. Come on, baby. You know I ain't gonna do that again. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, Brandon says score predictions for next Saturday. Hmm. Uh, South Carolina. They're desperately trying to get us to talk about football. North Carolina, thirty-three. I'm going to go NC State, uh, thirty-four. UConn, seventeen. I'm going to go Chelsea two, Newcastle two. A draw. Any other scores for next Saturday? I'm going to go JH Rose. I don't even know who they're playing. Oh, you're predicting their game gets moved to Saturday. Interesting. You're predicting rain for Friday. Yep. Good call, Chandler. Mm-hmm. Well, you're I all see. over it. I like it. Hey, I like how you played along. See? You yeah. got to play along. Yeah, yeah. You got it now. Uh, Brandon, do we really need to do scores today? Well, we got three, That's for game day. three hours tomorrow, and then 15 more hours next week, and then four, four hours. hours on that, 19, 22... Jeez, Louise, I got 22 more hours of radio. I can't give a score right now. Plus a watch along. I can't give a score right now. So much. I mean, and like, I don't like giving our predictions out early anyway, because we do that on game day. We, and then we, hey, you're going to get, just hold your horses, Brandon. You're going to get, you're going to get your score predictions from Bryce Williams on Tuesday. And yes, he's going to have East Carolina winning the ball game against Michigan. You're going to get your score prediction probably from P. Mace, from Marcus Crandall, probably Jason Brian Nichols Bailey, on Monday, Brian Bailey, Mac McCarthy, Matt McCarthy. I mean, all the Mike per- Mullis, all the Pirate of personalities. So just hold on, get through next week, and then we'll give you our predictions on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, which is back next Saturday. And Jamie, how about we uh, my how the turntables? What's your score? How about you give me a score? tired of giving you scores you give me your score although i'd like to hold off till next week but you know what? we'll have plenty to talk about next week 
Steve says underdog has the over under of of missed Fridays during the season by Chandler at three and a half. You know what? I'm gonna take the over because our boy uh, might be doing some traveling this year. Yes, that is true. Which I, is I, gonna make him miss some that Fridays. Is, that is true. And I, I just realized that. Um, yeah. So I would take the over because I believe there's at least three in the books right now, or maybe. four. Four, so there's one that chandler and i will be going to together yes very excited about that app state be yes a fun trip. i'm v- very excited about that one you're gonna be on the mountain we're gonna be on the mountains. mountain baby um and the, but the, i also have no high school football this year that's the cleanup you retired no um just a little sabbatical actually was not asked back <laughs> good stuff. but i did a good job like that's the thing oh that's what they say so good they didn't want you back but here's the thing though and i hate to talk about this about my you know my high school but like the the speaker system was messed up last year oh you gave them some ultimatums you were like hey look i'm chandler honeycutt from pirate radio yeah look i have standards yeah. You got to rise. You have to rise to the standard. You're not. You're soft nosed. You're very soft nosed. Uh, not a good bunch. <laughs> not a good Bad bunch. bunch. Uh, terrible bunch. Um, but like for senior no, night, get punched in the nose. No, it get punched in the nose. Um, but like for senior night, they had to bring out a speaker about this big. And I mean, I was like, dude, this is. Yeah. So anyway, but no high school football for me. But yeah, I will be missing some Fridays due to being on the road. Uh, because we will be boots on the ground for just about every. In every fact, I mean, no, literally. Let me, let me say this literally, quite literally, every, quite literally, every single football game that is on East Carolina's schedule this year. Even quite literally coming to y'all city. To y'all city. Can we start? Can we actually record that? So I, fe- yes. I feel like it's our. It's kind of like when things become public domain. Like happy birthday, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like that song has been around enough. It's been used enough that it's now public domain and we can re-record it and be fine can we actually all right can i discuss an idea maybe this is kind of all of our idea oliver idea who's that well like i feel like you already brought up about recording the song oliver but but like let's record coming to your city 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 but when we when we go to the pirate radio live line to whoever's out and has boots on the ground before we do that let's play in your city because we're going to be in your city. There are no bad plan. ideas. Brilliant. Even that one. No one on YouTube said he pulled a rough and got fired for wanting upgrades. He being you, Chandler. Eric said Chandler was so good they didn't want him embarrassing everyone else. Way to go, Chan Man. Mike P says boots on the ground or shoes from Fleet Feet on the ground. That a boy, Mike P. Which reminds That's me, we did not do the about. Fleet Feet rundown. We didn't even get to number one today. So we're going to have to do that in uh, hour number two. Yeah, we'll get to it. After we talk to Kevin Monroe. Uh, man, that was a uh, very passionate segment. But I think we all came out of it better than we were when we went in. But you know what happened in this segment? A lot of growth. There's there's two things that happened in this segment. All right. One, one thing that happens all the time. Two, that's something that is a rarity. One that happens all the time is me and you going back and forth. Two, we were disconnected. We're always connected. That usually does not happen. Yeah. And, it might um, be. My phone's been acting up, too, lately. Like, I think it's like satellite, aliens. Like, something is messing with our connectivity. Yeah. I agree. It's the chips they put in us. That makes sense. When we took those shots. You sound like Alex Jones right now. <laughs> <laughs> As 
aliens? They put the things in our brains? <laughs> so I did a little. I, this is legit. Like yesterday morning, I did a little little work outside and um saw several frogs. I can't say that. Were those frogs? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I can't say it. I think they might have been. They could have been. They could have been. It turns to frogs. No. <laughs> All right, that's a new show we're doing here, but we need to take a break. We'll uh, come back. Jamie says Chandler has been gone too much, losing connectivity. You weren't here for most of the show yesterday. That makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, Eric says Chandler's still stuck on 4G. Brandon says game day needs to get rid of Pat McAfee. He's a complete weirdo. <laughs> Has he even been there? Has he done one season yet? He was on there last year. Okay. He's yeah, he's, uh, he's on it. I uh, just saw Shannon Sharp. It's official. Going to be with uh, Stephen A. Awesome. I, that just I will not watch that show, no. but I am a fan of Shannon saw Sharp. Saw that coming a mile away. By the way, breaking news from my Washington Nationals. Uh, former number one overall pick, former World Series MVP, Stephen Strasburg has announced that he is retiring from baseball. He was a three-time All-Star and a 2019 World Series champion. So, Well, well bye. Nah, I don't mean that. Great pitcher. Uh, could have been a lot better if Absolutely. not for Just the three million injuries. And, yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Come back when we return. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We will talk week zero. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Got a fun one today, folks, and we're back after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Rolling Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. One week here. It's been one week away from the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. You can still get your tickets online, PR927FM.com for 10 bucks. We'll also be selling these awesome uh, The Voice Jeff Charles t-shirts. And those will be $20 at the party. So bring a 20 or a couple with you. Pick up a couple shirts and uh, all those proceeds going to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. And looking forward to a fun night with the Pirate Nation and chairman of the board next Thursday night. All right. Looking forward to this Saturday. I've got my what uh, the the experts that you listen to on podcasts would call uh, your home league, your your big fantasy football league this will be like year 22 i believe 23 maybe even more 
um so i got that saturday and while doing that and after that looking forward to watching some college football and we'll talk about week zero now with the big man on campus jeff nadu who joins us on the pirate radio live line big man how you doing today doing great how are you hey fired up ready to go uh before we get into the football though you're doing uh big things in the podcasting world with the sit down podcast i had a big interview uh this week for folks that haven't had a chance to check it out and listen to it yet uh who'd you have on I appreciate that. Yeah, we had on uh, Joe Gattiscoli. He played uh, Vito on The Sopranos. If you've ever seen The Sopranos, obviously one of the greatest shows of all time. And it was fun. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a good guy. He actually reached out to me randomly, and we got to talking. And, uh, yeah, I actually have some pretty big interviews coming up in general. I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, told you before, you know, I've done a lot with sports, and I'm proud of it all. But, I mean, that, that show I'm most proud of. I, I couldn't have thought it'd ever get to where it was. And, We've gotten stronger and stronger and stronger, and, and I'm very happy with it all. Keep up the good work, Jeff. That's awesome. And uh, looking forward to your work in college football and later this calendar year, college hoops. But it is football time with week zero approaching. Before we look at any matchups, yesterday or earlier this week on the show, uh, my buddy Mully, who's not really a gambling guy, said, isn't it early where – you might can can find some real edges before Vegas and and everybody knows exactly what team has. So is this a good time, Jeff? I mean, uh, uh, there's common thought that hey, you want to e- kind of ease into it and learn a little bit before you, you you start putting money on things. But there's also that other side that if you have an edge that maybe Vegas hasn't caught around to yet, you can have an advantage. So what's your take on early season uh, football? Well, I think whoever told you that is is a hundred percent right. I, listen, this has been, I think, one of the reasons I've been able for years to have success in college football, even college basketball, because again, I think a lot of the time, you know, in any sport, I think more in the NFL, it's easier you know, at, at pro sport. College is such a question mark on a lot of these rosters. A lot of these books don't exactly know what they're going to have, and I think this year, I think they're going to overextend themselves with this running clock rule change. Um, so. For anyone that doesn't know, when you would get a first down in college football last year, the clock would stop. Um, it's not going to stop anymore. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to possibly, people are going to think there'll be a lot of unders. And they're going to put the numbers maybe a little too low. I think what people have to realize is I've always said this about college football. I'm not that worried about play uh, per game tempo. I think it's great. Like, it definitely adds to the – to the. like, if you have a team that scores a lot and they're quick, like, that's great and all. But I've always said the thing that matters most is red zone scoring percentage. Cliff, yeah. let me ask you, do you happen to know who number one last year in the college football world was from the red zone scoring percentage level? I do not. I'll just guess Georgia since they won the championship. You're right. It was Georgia. Okay. Okay. You also look at the top ten – Michigan was in the top 10. They were in the Final Four. Uh, who else? Look at some of the other good teams. Tennessee, Ohio State. All those teams are top 10. Texas, they were top 15. I mean, all these teams, there's a common team. They were all good last year. Okay, That's what matters. Points per game. Putting the football in the end zone or scoring, that's what matters. It, it doesn't always matter about tempo. So I think, yeah, that guy is right. You can definitely get a leg up on these books with a variety of things. Let's run over some of the games this weekend, and I'll 
because uh, I've dove into kind of all of them, and and I know you have uh, some thoughts on some, but I'll hit the big ones that kind of the novice would be interested in, and then you can go over if you like anything we don't cover. Uh, but Navy Notre Dame, I keep going back to this trend, Jeff, about the slow starts from Navy out of the gate these last few years, and it's been week one and it's been week two where they have just gotten blasted. Now, Ken Niamatololo out, so that is a huge change for them, although how, how big is it? offensively you got a defensive guy taking over as uh, the head coach there the the former the or the defensive coordinator now the head coach at navy on the notre dame side sam hartman uh goes in there it's in dublin ireland does that have an impact uh any what what are your what's your take on navy notre dame i'm having trouble which way i want to go here i think for me like i I'm looking at this game, and, and I'll tell you right now, I think if you can get 20 and a half, 21, I, I, think, I think Navy's the play. I do think it's too many points. I think Notre Dame is good. I, I'm, I'm interested in them this year, but I'm not that interested in them. Like, I think they'll be solid, but you mentioned kind of the slow start. That's concerning, because I think when you look at the one thing and why that is, well, it's because you can prepare all summer for the triple option. And right. The triple option is all about gaps and, and certain spacing and things like that. But you look at last year's meeting between Notre Dame and Navy, a lot of people don't realize it was 35-13 Notre Dame at halftime. The score ended 35-32. Notre Dame didn't score in the second half, and Navy scored 19 points. Navy did a great job in the second half of games last year. They did it several times against really good teams. They hung in football games. They were able to just kind of do enough. Look, we know the triple option, when you have the football, you're only going to get a certain amount of possession. It's hard to blow a team out like the Naval Academy. It just is. Notre Dame has some issues, as you said. They're breaking in kind of a new offense. It's in Dublin. It's kind of a weird start. Weather is not going to be good over there. Um, I just think for me, I would have put the number at like 18 and a half. I thought 20 and a half, 21 is a bit too high. I kind of had this one like, I don't know, 38, 23, something like that. I think Navy's actually pretty good. And I think defensively, they're actually very good. I yeah. think defensively, they're going to be just fine this year. Yeah, we saw that last year, uh, no doubt, here at East Carolina. All right, Jeff, um, Vandy, Hawaii, I don't... I'm going to give you credit whether you deserve it or not. I feel like you were one of the people last year saying take Vandy. I talked to a lot of folks. I don't remember who, but I just remember saying that that small line there for Vandy Hawaii is way too small. And Vanderbilt went out there and rolled up 60 plus and, and crushed them. And I think it was like a three. It might have got to seven by kickoff, something like that. Uh, the line has moved some this year with it being at Vandy and taking last year's result. But uh, how about Vandy and Hawaii? this year in that uh, Vanderbilt stadium that's still being built while they're going to be playing this game? Yeah, you know, I think these are two programs, I think, just going in kind of different directions, if you will. Um, and, and I say that not because I think that, I don't look, I don't think Vandy's going to be a world beater this year, but I look at kind of what they have, and, and I'm kind of intrigued. I, I think they're kind of buying into the whole kind of um, kind of quasi-Lions type thinking. Like, they have a coach that believes in them. They think they're going to be good. And they kind of just kind of put some good things together. And by the end of the season, you realize, wow, you know, they were actually better than we kind of thought they were. Um, but then again, you know, when you look at this number, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy to me, uh, personally. I don't think Vanderbilt should be a 17-point favorite over anybody. That, that's hmm. nuts to me. I don't think Hawaii's very good. I think they're a bad football team. But the truth is, 
they still have the ability to move the football. You know, Timmy Chang is an interesting coach. Uh, we obviously know kind of what he's all about. I think Braden Shagger can move the ball. I think they have some decent weapons. I think we look way too much into last year and kind of what went on there. Would I ever bet Vanderbilt to win by two-plus touchdowns? No, I would Jeff Nadeau joining us. USC will open up against San Jose State. I am fascinated by the Trojans this year, the Trojans, USC Trojans, not San Jose State, Jeff, because I see them cruising to 6-0, and Caleb Williams, Heisman front runner, and they get by San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, Arizona State, Colorado, Arizona. Then they have the date with Notre Dame October 14th. After that, Utah. A couple weeks after that, Washington. After that, Oregon. And then UCLA. So their schedule is bottom heavy, I guess you would say, with uh, all of it, all the tough games coming up late in the year. So I don't know. I, I think the cruising begins this week. I just see them putting up a lot of points. I'm interested to see what they have long term, Jeff. But uh, any thoughts? Thoughts on uh, Trojans versus Trojans Saturday night? Yeah, I think the real question is, like, against teams like San Jose State, I, I don't think they're really going to struggle very much defensively. But you know, the big question for them is, can they get stopped? Yeah. I mean, that, that was the – I mean, they put on one of the worst tackling jobs yep. I've ever seen. Against Utah. Yeah, it was it was horrific. Um, look, they're going to move the ball. I mean, that's what Lincoln Riley teams do. They have the best quarterback in the country kind of preseason. But it's can they get stops? And I think that's where this total intrigues me. This one's been bet up from 64 to 66 and a half. And we haven't seen a bunch of totals really go up that high, especially with these new rules that they're instituting. A lot of unders have come in. But you look at last season, USC was third in the country in passing offense, 335 and a half yards a game. They move the football. They throw the football a lot. This is going to put a lot of pressure, I think, on that San Jose State defense. Um, this number's slowly been bet up. It opened 27 and a half. It's now up to 30 and a half. These teams played each other back uh, in 2021. Uh, USC won 30 to seven. I, I don't know. I, I think if it stays under probably 31, 32, I'd probably buy in. I don't really want 35 because I could see this being 35, seven, you know, 38, seven, something like that. I think, uh, I think that the way to go would probably be see what the team total is. Yeah. I kind of pegged USC for around 40. I, I'm curious what that number is. I don't have it in front of me, but. I don't foresee this game being close. Though I will say this clip. Shevin Cordero is a pretty good quarterback for San Jose. I, I'm I'm wondering if this gets too high. Does they maybe come to the back door? 31 is an important number clip because I could see this 38-7 or something. You know, so. Jeff Nadeau breaking it down here on Pirate Radio Live. Big man, uh, you got a favorite play, a, a game we haven't discussed yet you're uh, interested in for Saturday? Yeah, so I think with, with the week um, the week zero card, there's not a ton, right? There's not a ton of games. Um, I'm intrigued by some of these games, like Ohio, for instance. I'm actually really high on that team out of the MAC. If there's one team I think that could dethrone the, the, the Toledo, it's Ohio. I, I really like Curtis Rourke. He is a really interesting kind of dual-threat quarterback. Um, you know, I think defensively they're always pretty solid. And I'm not real high on San Jose State. Jalen Maiden is a nice player, a nice quarterback, but I don't know that I'm really running to the window to bet them. I kind of missed out on this number, though, and that's my issue. I would have loved to have gotten three and a half, mm. two and a half, even two at certain spots. But they're kind of christening a new stadium. That'll be fun. Uh, Utah, UTEP and Jacksonville State's interesting, too. Uh, a lot of people don't realize Jacksonville State's now a Division One team in the Sun Belt. Cliff, they have a quarterback called Zion Webb. 
is in his seventh season. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one. And then La Tech, Florida International, that could be one with a bunch of fireworks. Louisiana Tech could be one of the worst defenses in America. And under Sonny Cumbie, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Their new quarterback is Hank Buckmeyer, who is at Boise State. Looking forward to some fireworks. That'll be a fun one to watch. Nine o'clock CBS Sports Network coming up Saturday night. Jeff, a uh, little appetizer before we get into it all next week. So we appreciate you joining us. I uh, hope to hook up with you next week and talk week one because there are a lot of big games coming up that week. You want a, you want a quick week one play to make right now? Do it, yeah, let's get it in. Baylor, Texas State over 58 and a half. Uh, tech, I, I will tell you this now. Texas State is the worst defense in America. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Their offense is going to move the football. They have right. uh, a guy called G.J. Kinney as their quarter as their coach now. Uh, he was a quarterback at Tulsa, I want to say. I remember yeah. him. And they scored a – he was at Incarnate Word last year, a little school out in San Antonio. They scored 52 points a game. They were the number one offense in the FCS. They're going to have one of the faster tempos in America. I might, I'm actually clipped. I'm going to bet them every game over the total. So Baylor might score a 55 on that. All right. There you go. Go ahead and get it in. G.J. Kenny. Haven't heard that name in a while. Jeff, enjoyed it, man. Enjoy the football this weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, Clip. Thank you. Jeff Nadeau, getting you ready for week zero coming up on Saturday. We'll take a timeout, come back. Wrap up hour number one and get you ready for hour two, where we will talk to Kevin Monroe. Also, have our Fleet Feet rundown. A lot to go on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Chandler, what year was it where the Panthers drafted Derrick Brown rather than Isaiah Simmons? 2020? 2020. Did you see that? Isaiah Simmons got traded to the yes, Giants for nothing for a seventh round pick we're talking about a guy a top 10 pick yeah got traded red and i think it said reportedly i don't know if it's seventh round a seventh rounder and that's it and i mean the question is now is i mean how bad are the cardinals wanting that first pick next year is this yeah. a part of the tanking situation is this the part of the tanking strategy for the cardinals because it looks like they're going to be eyeing caleb williams who i mean caleb williams i saw something yesterday where caleb williams is not declaring which I mean, I believe it would be too soon to do that now, but um, he's not declaring for the draft next year or this upcoming year. 
Um, just because, I mean, it could be one of those situations like an Eli Manning situation where he doesn't want to go to that team. He refuses to play. Yeah. So, um, but the Cardinals are eyeing Caleb Williams, and uh, it looks like they're starting the tanking process for the 2023 season. Yeah, there's a world, an alternate universe, where Washington stinks. Like McLaurin's actually hurt. Sam Howe is uh, not a good quarterback. Ron Rivera loses the team. He gets fired. The enemy takes over and washington tanks brings in both lincoln riley and drafts caleb williams and the party is on mm. i've actually heard somebody like uh, i was listening to a show a while back i don't know what it was but i was like no nah, this is ridiculous you're connecting a lot of dots there yeah but like the isaiah i'm going back to isaiah simmons i remember that's actually kind of who i wanted to be honest with you i mean i remember i actually was on the c3 panther podcast that night um and take that back. No, I wasn't. That was the very next year. But I remember watching that that draft and saying, "All right, I want Isaiah Simmons." Yeah, ended he's up such being a unique kind of player. And he ended up actually going before us. Uh, he went to the Cardinals before us. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so because I had a uh, prop on isaiah simmons okay and i wanted the panthers to take him and they didn't and for that reason i think he went after Derek brown so he was the number eight pick what pick was brown let's see uh nine i guess no he was seven 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 the panthers took brown cardinals took simmons next yes that's right so but i mean Derek brown has looked really good um especially this preseason i mean he's had some flashes of being a really good defensive tackle one of those defensive tackles where they're having to plan around him and double team him and he's really shown some uh some promise so far this preseason so i'm liking you know the decision to get brown so far um because i mean simmons did have kind of a slow start to his career but now he's starting to kind of pick it up but now he's a giant so we'll see how that goes robert uh, skip says a quarterback is not the answer you have to have an offensive line the cardinals don't have an offensive line just like the panthers so what do they do skip draft a tackle and let another team get caleb williams is that what you're telling me the cardinals should do that's what you would do if you were the cardinals gm Draft an offensive lineman and not Caleb Williams with the first overall pick. Looky here, Skip. Just making sure we're we're clear. Put on your GM cap. Let me know what you do. Uh, Jeff Nadeau mentioned Incarnate Word during our segment. Tyler said, didn't we have a player transfer to Incarnate Word? And do you know who that player was? That ECU football player, Chandler? Golly. And you know what's sad? I can't remember the guy's... Okay, I do remember his first name now. I couldn't remember his dang first name. It was a quarterback, and he was short in stature. Okay. And it's it's not coming to you? Is it recently? Yeah, it was this offseason, right? Or was it two years? It was, I don't know, the years run together for me. Uh, It's not Brian Gag. It's not, which he ended up being a tight end. Stubby. Ryan Stubblefield. Ryan Stubblefield. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even know that I knew that he went to Incarnate Word. Yeah um good uh good call back there tyler yes skip is saying he would draft an offensive lineman all right then what do you do about the quarterback position? you don't worry about that you all you need is an offensive line 
You put Colt McCoy back there uh, in a, a, a group of five offensive linemen, you're going to win every game. Mm, that just sounds <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Mike P said, you can't build an O-line in one draft, except maybe if you're David Price Construction. <laughs> <laughs> Takes time with draft plus free agency. I'm loving it, Mike P. Keep it up. Mike P, you're very good at this. You're very good at what you do. Uh, hey, gang. Who wants some free food? Who wants not just free food? Who wants good free food? What if I already had it today? What if I told you that earlier today I had a giant L barbecue sandwich, mm. slow roasted pork shoulder, barbecue sauce, sliced and fried queso, and sliced maduros, marudos, piled on a pretzel bun with fries. That was my lunch. Was mine too. That's why. That's why we're in a great mood today, Chandler, and getting along so well. Because <laughs> we had an awesome lunch. Maybe I'm tired and cranky because I ate so much at lunch. That awesome lunch was from Villa Verde. And they have an awesome features menu because now I want more of this stuff. I really want the Tigarasso wrap, slow roasted, uh, roasted pork shoulder, ham slices, Swiss cheese, cheddar cheese, and mayo. Mm. It's like they just put all my favorite things into a wrap. Uh, Serve with fries and Dominican sauce. What we're going to do right now is give away a $10 gift card to Villa Verde so you can enjoy some awesome food just like we did. And we're doing caller one. Caller one right now. 317-1250. Call. Get in now. 317-1250. Caller one is a winner. $10 gift card to Villa Verde. We are back. Hour two. KMO. Kevin Monroe joins us when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by beauty bar metaspa do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler visit beautybarmetaspa.com to set up a free consultation now back to the show Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Brandon says, if SMU joins the ACC, will Oregon State and Washington State join the AAC? Brandon, I got to be honest with you, man. There are a few things in life that I am less interested in. And I, I just, I don't care. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I hate conference realignment. There's like a thread on the uh, ECU message board that's like 100 plus pages of just people retweet like putting out retweets of just guys making up stuff and putting teams on a map i don't know i don't follow it i don't i don't i know it's important i just don't care and i don't know and we're talking about smu going to the acc 
it's it's stupid it's all done um i do want to talk about east carolina football and we'll do that right now with kevin monroe who joins us on the pirate radio live line color analyst for the pirates from east carolina corner and kevin great to talk with you again uh, happy football to you how you doing man i'm doing well clip it's excited uh exciting that football is back and so the fact that you're reaching out to me means that we're just days away and so that's very exciting to me. Talked about this with Brian Bailey, a little bit with uh, Coach Houston, Kevin. How weird was it to see Holt Naylor's taking a knee to wrap up a win over the Cowboys? I mean, that's just a weird sentence to say, and that actually happened last week. Nobody cares about the preseason clip. Let's just move on. That's not my point, Kevin. <laughs> my point is an ECU quarterback. Uh, now, yes, the Cowboys did lose. That was fun to see, even though it was preseason. Uh, but just the fact he's getting those snaps, Kevin, uh, really cool to see. No, you know what? It's been great. Uh, Holton, ever since leaving East Carolina, has had game after game. Yeah. Just really good football. I mean, yeah. both his all-star games, he played really well. And then in the preseason thus far, he's played well. So, Kudos to him. He, you know, he's doing it at the right time, and uh, hopefully it's going to work out for him. Keaton Mitchell broke off a long one against my team the other night, Kevin, and uh, luckily it looks like that whatever injury he did have on that shoulder is okay as he returned to practice this week, so that's good to see. So pulling for our Pirates there at the next level. One more thing before we dive into this year's team. Chandler, uh, Jamie said, I saw that Kevin Monroe was on Coach Connor's show. Can we get a Chandler impression of Jeff Connors for Kevin? <laughs> sorry chandler look you're too the people want it so kevin uh here's chandler's coach connors and we'll let you grade it here we go all right well first of all when i think of kevin monroe i think about his speed and his physicality on the football field but kevin what i want you to do is i want five sets of 25 push-ups ready go (laughs) what do you think kevin he certainly got the mannerisms down, and, and, and that's that's something that Coach Steve would definitely say. I can't say that he sounds like him necessarily, okay. but, he, but he's got the mannerisms down. All right. Uh, he'll take that, right, Chandler? Absolutely. Uh, we had uh, Marcus Crandall and I talked to Coach Connors. Uh, been a couple months now, but uh, it's funny, Kevin. Marcus brings on a lot of guests from the 90s and, and even one later on today, uh, Michelle Clayton, uh, who will talk about Jeff Connors. His name has come up in every chat that we've had, and uh, it's all been glowing and positive uh, from people's times in the 90s and uh, back in the day. Oh, he's the best, and it's it's only a matter of time before he makes it into the Hall of Fame. I think he got nominated this past year, and so uh, that clock is ticking. But he, you know, he's he's the best. And if you if you talk to people from the '90s and, and, and from the early 2000s, folks that that uh, that coach him. As a matter of fact, I even I work with a guy uh, here in Raleigh that played at Carolina when Coach C was there. Yeah. We just we talked back and forth about stuff that Coach C would do or say or thing you know different. Uh, training things that we had to do, and and it's it's always the same thing that you know he just was a, was a great dude. He cared about the kids, you know. He worked his butt off. You felt like you had to work you work your butt off for him. And I'll be honest with you, when I was a, when I was a freshman, it was Coach Connors that I was trying to impress, and not Coach Logan, and not <laughs> you know the defensive back coach, because I knew if I did my job, you know, in lifting and running, that he would do the rest. That he would let the coaches know how hard I was working, and he and I, I'd be better 
when it came time to get on the field. So I was trying to impress him, you know, when I first got there. Kevin Monroe joining us. Uh, Kevin, were you on the scout team? And I asked that because that was a, a pretty big topic when we talked to all the coaches earlier this week. Mike Houston said they were getting those guys up to speed with what Michigan does. Uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick said the quarterbacks look great. And part of that was the defense kind of didn't know what they were doing sometimes. And then Blake Harrell talked about the importance of the scout team and getting those guys ready to go so you can get your starters better. So uh, what do you were you on the scout team, Kevin? And, and what do you remember about facing the scout team? Because it sounds like that's a, a premium for East Carolina these next two weeks. Was I on the scout team? Listen, I consider myself a scout team All-American. Like when I was out there, I was trying to pick off every pass that Mark Crandall was throwing, that Danny Gonzalez was throwing. I was getting after Larry Shannon and Jason Mitchell <laughs> Galloway and Troy Smith, all those guys, because I wanted to get on the field. And so you know, the offensive coordinators were always yelling at myself and Forrest Foster for, for being a uh, scout team All-Americans. He's like, stop trying so hard my receivers. <laughs> You know, so yeah, it was it was one of those things where you know, listen, the '95 Liberty Bowl. I felt like I got Larry Shannon and those guys ready for that Liberty Bowl because we went so hard all during the season, all during that the bowl practices, and so it was. It, it felt like you know just as much my win as it was there. So scout team was huge when I was a true freshman. That was, that was the only year I got got a chance to do it, but I loved it because it was the opportunity I got to show people that I was ready to be on the field, and so I went hard. And then when I started playing myself, and and I was on defense and playing against the scout team. I mean, I, I wanted to see a good look from those guys. I wanted those receivers going hard. You know, I wanted them blocking hard. I wanted them running, running hard routes because if you if you don't practice hard, you won't be ready for the game. So, uh, you know, I know some guys didn't like it when scout teamers went too hard, but I, I, I welcomed it because it got me ready for the game. Kevin Monroe joining us. That's cool, Kevin. Uh, there was some talk the other day about how you want to – you got to pick some of these guys up. They're kind of – I don't know. Maybe they thought they'd come in play right away, but uh, were, were you like that from day one, or did it take you a while to realize uh, your opportunity there on the scout team? I, I certainly wanted to play. I wanted to play. You know, my my best friend coming from high school was Troy Smith. Yeah, uh, and we we were roommates, and uh, he played as a true freshman. And so, you know, I didn't want to be the guy that's redshirted and, and not get an opportunity to play. So I came in really wanting to play and, and, and trying my best to play. But the, the writing was on the wall. We had some we had some older corners, some senior corners. Um, at the time, David Crumby, Emmanuel McDaniel, and they had some backups that, that were pretty good players. And so I knew I wasn't going to play, and so I was happy to take the red shirt so I wouldn't waste that year. And uh, I just turned my focus to, to special teams and, and to the scout team. So yeah. it was fine once I realized it, but everybody comes in wanting to play. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin uh, Mason Garcia developing a, a voice in the locker room and talked about that Saturday at media day with guys like Rajay and uh, some of his receivers as well, Jalen Johnson, Jari Patterson, that Mason, and, and we've heard it for years now, you know, got the tools. Can he figure out the intangibles? Can he figure out uh, what's going on pre-snap and all that? And boy, is he going to get thrown into the fire there at Michigan. So uh, how are you feeling about Mason uh, and his opportunity? And look, uh, it's been a quarterback battle. I'm kind of just assuming Mason's going to win it, but Alex Flynn is still uh, doing his best there at practice. So what do you think about the QB situation here? Yeah, you know what? I, I feel like because Mason came in with such hype, uh, with such excitement, that Pirate fans just deserve to see him get an opportunity. And, and, and if that means, you know, he starts a couple games and proves he can't do it, and then they put Flynn in, then fine. But he deserves to be the guy that rolls out there against Michigan, against Marshall, or whatever, so that we can see all the things that we've heard about him, the big arm, the, you know, the way he runs, how strong he is, 
Uh, we, you know, he, he's been just sitting, biding his time for three years. And for those people that wanted the controversy with Holt Naylor and never got it because it was always Holt's job, it should be his opportunity. Now, if he, if he proves that he can't do it, then fine, you put the, you put the best guy in. But I think if you give him a chance, you know, he's going to show you uh, what he can do and, and, and hopefully they can build off of that. And, and if the, you know, if the offense is too big, maybe you make it smaller. Uh, I don't, I don't know. But if, if the kid is as talented as we've been told, all these years, and he'd have to get the opportunity to play. Kevin, uh, quarterback, a question mark, just because we haven't seen a lot of Mason Garcia, obviously, and the other big one on the offensive side of the ball is offensive line. And you talk about losing Noah Henderson, Avery Jones, Nashad Strother. Uh, that is huge, and uh, the coaches have done their part to hit the portal, bring in guys, and of course, all the guys they developed as well in the past. But that is uh, that's a bit of a concern right now. Donnie Kirkpatrick said the other day he wants um, Coach Mogridge, the new offensive line coach, to to uh, maybe have his his five ready to go uh, starting later this week, so they can get some kind of continuity going. Because uh, I think they've got some numbers there, and and they they might rotate in and out, but that continuity. I mean, you know how important that is on a football field uh, a little concerned about this offensive line and the newness of it we'll see this year yeah i mean you you, you go through the roster and you you, you notice guys like uh, isaiah foot uh yeah. maybe and, and and that you've heard before but outside of that like it gets slim with the guys that have played a lot or that you that have been around for a while and in, in this day and age of the transfer portal it's going to be like that there's going to be guys transferring there's going to be uh, Juco guys coming in. and um, So I'm excited to see what they can do, but I'm certainly a little bit concerned. I don't know very many of the guys, and I haven't been out of practice, so I'm sure some of these guys have stepped up and they're starting, they're starting to look good. Uh, but it is the position group probably that worries me the most next next to the defensive back. Um, so, you know, getting getting the continuity in, in preseason camp and now in fall camp uh, and having the depth, I think, is, is a big deal. And so, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. I don't know that that week one will be the indicator of how good they are because you know you're playing the number two team in the country. Um, but just getting that experience and knowing what college football is like uh, is a big deal. You know, my my first college game was against East Tennessee State, and and you know, no no knock on them, but back then they weren't very good. And so to me, it was like a uh, another high school game, and I was out there running around, making tackles, having a great time, thinking, "Man, college football is easy." <laughs> and then the next week, the, week, the next week was West Virginia, and I got my head knocked in a few times, and I thought, "Oh my god, this is this is what college football is like." So if they go out there into the big house, you know, in in the, in the Michigan, um, and you know it doesn't go well for them, that's okay as long as they get that experience and they can take that into the next game and the next game and the next game and build off of it. Flipping it to the defense, Kevin, uh, the coach is really excited about what they have on the defensive line and enjoyed seeing those guys at media day, uh, Tay Johnson and Jack Powers, J.D. Lampley. Uh, they and, and there's a bunch of names that have played a lot of football for East Carolina, so it should be pretty stout up front. And they love what they have on the back end with Julius Wood and with Tegan Wilk. Some questions at corner, but they, they say Siobhan Ravel has really stepped up uh, this offseason. They like uh ibm isaiah brown murray um and and then they're gonna have some some new faces some younger guys get some action there at corner linebacker is gonna be pretty much all new uh outside of taylor jackson uh you're gonna see some new faces there so kevin it's uh again they like the front uh they like what's on the back uh they got to figure out kind of what's in the middle there on the de- on the defense yeah elijah morris is another one on the d line yeah yeah over the years that that stands out to me 
Uh, I think you're right. The, the thing about defense, though, defense is always ready before offense just because you get a bunch of guys with the right mentality that will hustle and that know how to tackle and, and, and will go and are ball hawks, will go after the football. You know, it doesn't matter how, how long it takes for them to learn the playbook. You just send them out there and say, hey, go play. You know, you need to be here on this play. Go be there. And so that's why defense is always ahead of the offense. It's not as much uh, of a mental game on defense. So I'm hearing a lot of good things at the linebacker group. I'm hearing a lot of good things up front. As you said, the corners do worry you a little bit. You know, you lose some big corners over the last couple of years. Uh, safety's been solid. Um, you know, I like the way those guys come up and hit. Tegan Wilk and those guys come up and hit and make plays. And so I'm not as worried about the safeties. But corner, you know, you in this, in this conference, in every conference really in college football now, Everybody's running that spread, and you've got to be able to cover people downfield. And so you need some of those young guys to step up, some of those transfers to step up and, and show you what they can do. But up front, it's gonna, they, they need that help. The DBs need that help up front, getting pressure on quarterbacks, you know, making quarterbacks get that ball out soon than they want to, and then everybody looks good. So uh, I, I think the defense, what I'm hearing is the defense is coming along, uh, and they're usually out in front of the offense. So I, I expect to see a heck of an effort, you know, against – a really good Michigan team with one of the best running backs in the country. So uh, that's going to be a, a great test early on. Yeah, Kevin, and I, I want to get to Michigan. I'm trying to think of when – I just felt like that that it was almost insurmountable. We were taking on a team as good as Michigan, and I was thinking about a season opener I went to. And were you on the sidelines in 2004, Kevin, when East Carolina uh, took on West Virginia? They were top ten in the country, but I remember they had like Pac-Man Jones and uh, uh, Chris Henry and KJ Harris ran all over them. I remember going into that game thinking this isn't going to be pretty. Pirates actually scored 23 points in that game, but were you on the sideline there? I think it was my first year on the sideline, either first or second yeah. uh, on the sideline. So, yeah, I was down there. Um, yeah, over the years, I mean, we played some really, really good teams uh, early in the year. I know we played uh, Syracuse one year. Um, I don't know if it was the first game of the season, but it was very early in the season. It was a night game, um, and, it, and the opening kickoff uh, was returned by um, – the Rockets' brother. Oh, the missile uh, uh, quadri. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He returned. I wasn't in the stadium yet. He'd already taken to the house. Oh, boy. Uh, so things, things got, got bad early. But, we, you know, we obviously we've, we've, we've been giant killers before. I think this is a different situation. You know, I, I really don't want to hear people tell me again about we could be half state because this is a completely different deal. They, they weren't number two in the country. You know, they, they didn't uh, have the players they have now. They didn't have the – the staff they had now, this is a Michigan team that is really, really good. Not that we can't beat them, but we're not sneaking up on them. They, they yeah. heard of East Carolina before. They, they, uh, you know, they want to get to the college football playoffs. They're not going to sleepwalk through this game as they might have in the past. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but it will certainly be a tough, tough task for the Pirates. No doubt. Kevin Monroe joining us. Uh, Kevin, you'll have a new broadcast partner, uh, Jim Zoki. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Have you uh, chatted with Jim at all? I have. I've had a couple of different conversations with Jim. Uh, I like him a lot. He seems to be very good at his job. Um, you know, I, I, I knew of him you know, with his history with the, with the, uh, with the Panthers. Um, and so, yeah, we've had some conversations and, and, and everything's going well. He's he seems to be excited about working with me, and he wants me to, you know, have to, to flourish and have as much opportunity to talk as much as I want during the broadcast. And I think I will have to do more of that myself and Andrew because, you know, he doesn't know the coaching staff and the players as well as we do, yeah. as well as Jeff did. Um, so, you know, it may sound a little bit different, 
um, you know, on Saturdays, but we got a good guy doing it. And, and then Macy O'Donnell's going to be on the sideline as the, as the sideline guy. We'll miss Marty Fiore, who's been, who has done it for almost 30 years. Uh, and so Macy O's got to, got to be ready. I mean, he's a young guy, but he, you know, he's, he's smart. Uh, he seems energetic and excited about the opportunity. So, um, it'll be fun to see how the broadcast is different this year. Uh, you know, missing Jeff and Marty. Yeah, we'll be honoring the voice uh, coming up next Thursday at the Pirate of Football kickoff party. For those on YouTube and Facebook, you can see these shirts uh, that have the voice on the back and the paintbrush and paint can, painting it purple on the front. And uh, all the proceeds uh, there will go to the Jeff Charles Scholarship. And Kevin, uh, we miss them every day, miss them every week. And uh, it is just going to be very odd to... Uh, to hear an ECU football game without Jeff Charles, but uh, we're all going to get through it and hopefully uh, honor him uh, throughout this year uh, because, man, he's uh, just a, a huge part of a lot of folks' lives, uh, I know, including yours. Yeah, I mean, he, he taught me everything I knew about radio, and uh, he made it easy for me to do the job. You know, I never felt nervous around Jeff because I knew he had my back. Uh, you know, he would always, you know, tell me, you know, just, just be yourself and, and, and say what's on your mind, and, and you're the expert up here, so just talk about football as you know it. So I always felt like I had the autonomy to say what I wanted to say. Uh, he was just so supportive, but also just the consummate professional. Yeah. You could cut on the game. You could be an NC State fan and cut on the game and listen to, to our broadcast because he, 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 he didn't act like a homer. Obviously, he wanted the Pirates to win, but you know he wasn't like some of these other radio stations you turn on and they're – yelling at the players and yelling at the coaches about do this and do that and why don't you do this and do that. It was just calling the game the way it should be called. And that was just – I was so impressed by that and I, and I wanted to emulate that. Uh, so I'd have to, you know, squeeze down my anger when there was something going wrong with the Pirates <laughs> or, or tamper my, you know, tamper my excitement when, when things were going really, really well because you just wanted to call the game where anybody – who's out there listening could listen and enjoy it. That's, that's what I learned from him. Hey, okay, fine, Kevin, but there's nothing better than a ball out or a no flags on the field from Kevin Monroe. We like it when you get a little animated. There's no doubt. It's for me to, to hide it. But, <laughs> uh, and, and, and a lot of times that ball out was because Jeff's Jeff's eyesight was getting worse and worse over the years. He wouldn't see when there was fumbles, so that was just me letting him know there's something going on. Ball out! <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, a question from Jamie on YouTube. He said, uh, uh, you play baseball here at East Carolina. Uh, do you pay attention to the East you guys drafted uh, in the major? So we got uh, Alec Burleson, Gavin Williams pitching great for the Guardians right now. Do you keep up? Are you, are you a baseball fan, Kevin? Uh, do you watch it at all, keep up with ECU and their guys? I'm a huge baseball fan. Um, you know, my my dad and brother will tell you that I, I just get I get weird when the Pirates are playing and it and it's regionals <laughs> and it, it, because I, I you know I played for Coach Leclaire, right? And so he told us from the day he walked in the, in the in the locker room that we were going to Omaha, and we all thought he was crazy because we were a 500 baseball team mm. back then. And so you know to have him turn that program around and and we've been so close, so close, so many different times. Uh, you know, I was a teammate of, of Cliff Godwin, and so we go way back. Uh, and so I just I want I want nothing more for us to make it to Omaha. I don't care what happens when we get there. I, we can lose the first two games and go home. I just want us to get there because we we've earned it, we deserve it. We're such a good program. Um, and so you know, I, it kills me you know year in and year out when we don't get there. But I just I love what he's done with the program. We, there's not a better coach in the country, you know, in my mind. Um, as far as the, the guys in the pros, I keep up with it. I think you guys do a great job on social media of showing Norby and, and the pitchers and those guys and what they're yeah. up, up to. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, but but just, just keeping up with the Pirates, 
um, is a big deal for me, and I, I can't wait for them to, to get to Omaha. Yes, sir. Uh, Kevin, we'll wrap it up with your Cowboys and, and my commanders. The the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and Kevin, somebody's got to bring down the Eagles this year. Uh, could it be one of us? Could it be the Giants? Or you think uh, Philly's going to be too tough again? Well, I'm not scared of them. The, the Cowboys did beat them once last year. We went one and one with them, so you know, I'm not scared of them. They, they're certainly very, very good, and they keep getting better. They're doing a good job of drafting. Jalen Hurst is only getting better, but you know, I, I think the Cowboys are good enough to beat them. I, I don't know if they're good enough to, to go deep in the playoffs or win a Super Bowl, but I think they can get out of the NFC East. And, and basically, three teams made it to the playoffs out of the NFC last year, so you really don't even have to beat them to get out of there. So True. making the playoffs, that matters, and, and whatever happens after that happens. Um, but I will say that I felt like every team, you know, got a little bit better last year. You may not feel that, that way about your commanders, but <laughs> you got a little bit better last year. So we'll see. I I'm start I I'm scared to believe in anything, Kevin, when it comes to Washington. But I'm starting <laughs> to get excited about Sam Howell. He's just about got me ready to say he's gonna be something. So nice. Nice. we'll see we'll see Kevin enjoyed it man great to talk football with you uh, we'll do it again soon appreciate you joining us today anytime man alright All thank right. you thanks Kevin Kevin Monroe joining us on the Pirate Radio live line talk a little baseball as well that was cool yeah I forget that Kevin played baseball here but that's uh, that's pretty cool and it's awesome listen our hearing Kevin because that means we're close to football but you know what I'm excited for listening to Kevin I'm ready for October I'm ready for that Kevin Monroe Halloween costume <laughs> of the year, baby. Well, damn, Chandler. I walked into, uh, where was I? Dollar General or some store, Walmart, I don't know. And I saw the uh, the Halloween stuff is all out. Yeah. I got it ready to go. So never too early to talk Halloween with Mr. Halloween, Kevin Monroe. Man. We'll have to... I, you know what? Remind me of that next time we talk to him because I bet he's got his costume planned. He he's probably had it planned out for months now, and he's probably been like in the process of getting all the things he needs to like make yeah. the costume complete. Because uh, he goes all he goes all out, all out uh, for Halloween. So Robert Matthews with a ball out during that conversation. No flags. Love a uh, a camo ball out gets me fired up. Yeah, and the no flags on the T.J. Lee uh, block punt. Oh, man, good stuff. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll have our Fleet Feet Rundown. East Carolina plays tonight. What sport? I will tell you. When we return, Shirley, what do you got? Well, I have a Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. Presented by? Presented by the Buck. The Buck. We are in the middle of the first inning and Gavin Williams has the start for the Guardians. They are taking on the Dodgers in a doubleheader. And uh, he has retired the uh, Dodgers side. So we are now heading into the bottom of the first. Well, thank you for that. Let me flip that game on. A uh, little news for you uh, listeners. We got two more giveaways today. Yes, sir. We ain't done. We're just getting started. This hour, we're going to give away two tickets to see the Marshall Tucker Band, who's performing live at the Winterville Watermelon Festival this weekend. So if you want to uh, win two tickets to see Marshall Tucker, uh, tune in this hour and next hour. That's what we got for uh, grabs today. Can't you see how awesome that would be if you won those? Well done, sir. That might be the only song I know, Bob. Yeah, I pretty much think that most folks... <laughs> Play Can't You See Again. Play it Free again. Bird. Play the acoustic version. 
there's got to be another marshall tucker band song or two that i know let's look up some of their hits can't you see heard it in a love song heard it in a love song that's a good one mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to take your word for it come on stroll you know heard it in a love song maybe can't, i'm not doing can't, can't say that i know that one Sorry. fire on the mountain take the run highway. boys run nah that's a different one. Oh, dang <laughs> They'll take the highway. Yeah, but I might be down to two. I got heard it in a love song and can't you see? All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after these words. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by beauty bar metaspa do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler visit beautybarmetaspa.com to set up a free consultation now back to the show welcome back be sure to visit one of ecu graduate brandon tate's u.s cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service the purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. But, excuse me, find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Shirley, what's your favorite REM song? Oh, um, there's one called Night Swimming that mm-hmm. I like a lot. Um, this one. And it's the end of the world um an orange crush all right i'm gonna go man on the moon that's a good one with uh runner up one that i heard you playing earlier that maybe you'll play today uh what's the frequency kenneth i've already played it did you yeah i played it at the very beginning of the show oh uh, like first segment first segment so yeah that's why i didn't pick it up yeah because you only played it once and not twice you are correct sir chandler can you name an rem song no, I can't. Really? Well, that's I fine. do know the. It's the end of the world. Now, there's a collaboration that Michael Stipe did with uh, the Indigo Girls. There's a song called Kid Fears that I thoroughly, thoroughly like. And, uh, um, but so it's loosely REM, but not quite. No one says Losing My Religion. That was a very popular one. Everybody Hurts. I was very confused by that video uh, growing up. Oh, everybody hurts? No, losing my religion. I think a lot of folks were confused. Yeah, had no clue what was going on there. <laughs> nope, I don't think they knew what they were doing. <clears throat> All right, um, where are we? I'll tell you where we are. My feet are feeling, I'm having a pretty good foot day, but they could be feeling a lot better if I went over to Fleet Feet. I've been having problems with my feet, actually. Well, I could tell you where to go. Fleet I'm feet. sure. <laughs> I'm sure you could tell me where to go because you usually try to tell me where to go at least once a day. If we weren't doing the Fleet Feet Rundown and Chandler said, well, I can tell you where to go, I would think he was going a different direction, oh, as yeah. I think Shirley was as well. <laughs> but Chandler, you were being nice. You were saying, go over to Fleet Feet. Go to Fleet Feet. They will uh, run for you. They will break those puppies out, Shirley, and throw them on that 3D foot scanner. And they'll measure your arch height, width, and more. 
Yeah, I need to... A lady never tells her arch width, but do you know yours? (laughs) No. (laughs) Actually, I don't. I just know that I have issues with plantar fasciitis Mm. in my left foot, Mm. and I aggravate it quite a bit when I play softball, so... um, I need to find the right kind of shoes that I can wear to day to day that yeah, will perfect. alleviate some of that pain. Well, so. I got the place for you. I can, I can tell you where to go. I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Fleet Feet. Yeah. Locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Fleet Feet of Green will provide solutions through one on one service. That's my favorite part of the read, Chandler. One on one service. You don't get that a lot of these days. No. You know no, what you, you really get, don't. You know what you get these days? A machine. Either yeah. that or no one is anywhere to be found. Have you scanned your MVP card? No, I just got here. Damn, give me a second. I just... I, I, you know I literally threw the first box of cereal and scanned it. Yeah. Have you scanned your MVP card? I do hate that. So many times I want to just yell, no! <laughs> I, I'm probably going to one day. You won't get that kind of robot stuff at Fleet Feet. Just give me a second. My goodness. I, I I am in full agreement with you, Clip, because that happens to me quite often. It scares me sometimes. It's like, so loud. <laughs> it's like, have you scanned your MVP card? Oh, what I hate the most is when you have to put the, like if you buy produce or fruit of any kind and you have to weigh it. And you put it up on the scale, and you're trying to find the right button to push to wait. Please pr- place uh, the item on the scale. I'm like, I did. I'm just trying to find said item. And then all of a sudden, wanna, the freaking light starts blinking, wanna, which means that yeah. they have called customer or whoever to come. Yeah, and I'm just like, why did you do that? I didn't need that. I just needed two more seconds to be able to figure out where the button that says bananas is go to fleet feet talk to a human they'll help you out yes please austin i'm not gonna read that eric says fleet feet can protect your feet from the smoldering fires of hell when you are told to go there (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you where to go go to fleet feet and then you'll be ready if you are a big time center and I've not been forgiven of those sins. <laughs> All right, what's on the rundown today, Chan Man? Countdown to kickoff. We already did that, and it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? We're going to do it again. David Price Construction countdown to kickoff nine days away from ECU and from Michigan and seven days away from the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, two days away from real college football week zero. All right, what's that? What would you say? Oh, you want one of these shirts that we're wearing? Go to the party. 20 bucks. You can have one. Who's that you're talking to? What's your name? <laughs> oh, they don't want to say. Oh, they're a little nervous. Yeah. A little shy. They want to keep it anonymous. Uh, Fleet Feet will beat up Liz Frank, according to Mike P. My goodness. Who is Liz Frank, by the way? And what kind of injury did she suffer all those years ago? Eric says... Oh, that was Lisa Frank I was thinking of. Liz, it's a Liz Frank injury or whatever the injury is. Um, Eric says, did your shoe give you a bunion? Go see Chris Lunyon. <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Eric, you made us laugh. Thank you. 
I take that seriously. Like, I, I love people that can make me laugh, which is why I love the uh, the chat group that we have here. It's funny that you That's make... why I love hanging out with y'all during the day. It's funny that you take something serious when it comes to comedy. I take that serious when somebody I makes take me my laugh. comedy serious. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, say what you want, but I, laughter is very important. It is. It's seriously very serious. Very much so. Uh, it's serious and and uh and uh, laughing is serious and telling jokes is serious, serious. And i can then, see it on your feet and being this thing is getting serious man you got a seriously good season working a seriously good day going today and a seriously good streak on the line at the moment <laughs> what must it all feel like at the <laughs> i can see it on your face but uh what must it all feel like just trying to keep things level as you head into the weekend here. What, really? must, it, what must it all feel like? <laughs> I, 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 feel like I feel like that's a line that we don't talk about. I like that. It's just, I, you know, it's funny. You listen to it a million times, you pick up something different. Yeah. My focus there was how he really stuck the level. Yeah. Level. Like he felt like he got to what he was trying to ask, which he, I don't know what he was asking. But again, it's good to laugh. All right. Um, Tyler says you can turn down the volume at those grocery store checkouts. That is How? news to me. Um, well, I need to turn it down the other tell, day. Pray tell. Let us know how that's done because I very much would like to know how that's done. Tyler, I uh, won't take your word for it. And I need you to tell us how to do it because I had no clue that was an option. Because, I mean, you would, I mean, unless it's some. Because I'm wondering if it, if it's like one of those things where you you're not allowed to do it. It's supposed to be like a Does Tyler like a know employee like, supposed to do it. Know some secrets we don't know. Maybe? I don't know uh-huh. unless you drop kick the thing and then you know. Because I don't want that lady yelling at me. Have you scanned your MVP <laughs> card? You know what? No, because I don't even have one. I use my phone number, so you don't even need to ask me because I type it in manually. Jeez do have a point surely uh do you know the pirates are in action tonight the pirates of pittsburgh it probably <laughs> but <laughs> i am speaking of the pirates of east carolina uh the soccer team yes the home opener against george mason they did play elon in a uh exhibition game at home this will be their first uh real game regular season game tonight and they need a dub they are coming off a draw they had two losses uh before that actually the uh, north carolina game was an exhibition lost a tough one at florida 2-0 uh then had a nil nil draw against north florida now they are home against george mason looking for the first w of the year yeah and as a matter of fact i need to check and see how the volleyball team did because they actually played earlier today against uh unc greensboro i'm not quite sure there there's a tournament down at georgia southern called the battle of the borough and uh, they were supposed to play at noon today, and then they play again at 6 o'clock tonight. So I've got to check and see what uh, the scores are. Well, Shirley, i got a little news for you. Uh-oh. I think, uh, I think you have the old Clip Brock problem where you don't know how to read a calendar. Because they play at noon on Friday. Oh, today's not Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. Whoops. We're going to need you here tomorrow, Shirley, because tomorrow <gasps> is Friday. Uh, but to Shirley's point, uh, doubleheader tomorrow, Shirley. 
noon okay. against Greensboro, and then at six against Georgia Southern. I knew somebody played today, and then somebody played tomorrow, and I had it backwards. Well, we ain't playing today. <laughs> Two tomorrow, one on Saturday for Adler Augustine and the Volleyball Pirates. So uh, we will keep you up to date on those scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard on a Friday show. You can watch okay. ESPN Soccer tonight on the Plus. Yes, I know that. I knew that it was going to be streamed. All right, uh, Tyler says there's a volume button lower right. You can make it louder too. Could it get any louder? The whole damn store would hear it if that woman robot got any louder. Well, and that's the thing. They have multiple uh, scanning lanes, whatever you want to call them. So if they're all turned wide open <laughs> have you scanned your mvp card i mean it's that intermittent and off i mean and of course none of it's going to be all at the same time so, the, so it's just constant i mean it would drive you nuts the one i go to most has put us in almost a pin area it's everybody then we're all crowded around each other right beside each other yeah. and if we all get there at the same time and scan our first item at the same time have you scanned your MVP card? Here's what I can't stand is you know that little scan sound it makes, the little beep yeah. scan. Okay. Well, it's very confusing if you have so many of those all together in one small space because I'll think I scanned something and then, but it was in actuality. That was your neighbor's beep. Yes. And then I get all confused, and then they wonder why the you know security thingy is going off because I thought I had scanned something, and in actuality, it was somebody near me. Could you could you imagine like, and this has happened before, but you scan something, and then you're like the message goes off, then someone else scans something, so it's kind of like behind each other. So can't. Have you scanned your MVP Have you card? Your MVP card. <laughs> Eric said, only one item in the bagging area. Please remove item from bagging area. Please remain calm. <laughs> do not run away. Humans. Could you imagine if it said, you do not need to buy that. Return now. Oh, can you imagine? Be like, are you sure you want that extra bag of chips? You did weigh yourself this morning, didn't you? Did- now that would be funny. No. <laughs> Are you sure you want that Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Hey, fatty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Americone dream, disgusting. I'm Have s- you checked your cholesterol <laughs> level? <laughs> Have you checked your blood pressure? Your boyfriend left you today. Ben and Jerry's is on sale two quarts for like a dollar. Like it'll remind you of sales and stuff. okay i was thinking of more insults but we'll just move on that was a fun segment Uh, i didn't see that on the fleet feet rundown but that's where we we landed the only one that i wish they would do is remind people to return their carts to the cart return have you returned your cart to the cart return i'll say this charlie i am a cart returner because i've actually had my car dinged up due to rogue oh i don't take my cart out of the store I don't care how many bags I got. I'm taking all those bags to the car. Wow. No cart. You know what I Huge do? Flex. You know what I do? I park beside the cart return. Oh. That is smart. Ah. So that when I get done with my groceries I like and that. I load up my car, 
I am literally right beside the cart return. Cart goes in the cart return. I hop in my car and I go on my merry way. So I guess if it's taken up, you just get the closest spot. The to closest it. spot yeah. to the closest cart return. Good idea. Good because idea, a, I'm lazy. I don't want to go back into the store to put it back. And b, because I do not. I repeat, do not want someone to suffer the same fate that my car did when I bought my car. Three weeks after I bought my car, I parked my car in a vacant spot. You know how some people get where they don't want cars around you, you know, parked near you when you get a new car, so you park like way out in the middle of nowhere? Sure. That's what I did three weeks after I bought my car. I loved my car. And it was an exceptionally windy day. Oh, it wasn't even a person or another car. It was it a, was a it rogue was Mother Nature. shopping cart. It was cart. God. <laughs> yes, but someone left a cart in a parking space just willy-nilly, and the wind blew it uh, into yeah, my true. car. If it was that in where was it was supposed nowhere, to be, that wouldn't yes. happen. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. I, so ever since then, <clears throat> I refuse to be responsible for someone else meeting the same fate my car did jamie says anyone scared of going to jail and self-checkout from accidentally missing an item i keep reading stories people are getting arrested for this and it's not intentional where do you see these Where's stories that well Self- I, d- I don't get arrested but I will in it, who the hell are you talking about who is your sources and what articles are you reading <laughs> what never, newspaper I, do you read? i don't see any of these stories jamie and so no that, I'm not that seems a little harsh <laughs> <laughs> Jamie is terrified of the self-checkout because all he reads, it's a news network. It's worse than CNN and Fox News. All it does is update people who went to jail for accidentally not scanning an item. Oh, my God. So like Miss Mary a- Ellen's in jail? What happened? Oh, she didn't scan her bananas. <laughs> they, like, so, like, it's like, a, it's like a grocery ver- gro- grocery store jail booking? Yes. Uh, jail bird? Jail, jail bird? Something like that, jail yeah. Jail bait. That's a different thing. Mm. I think it's the jailbird that used to come out, right? Jamie says New York Post. All right. Jamie, dude. Well, it's New York. you got to have better things to read. He said, I swear, man. I believe you, but you're an interesting guy. Jamie, thank you for that tweet earlier today. Saw a car with a pirate radio sticker in Wilmywood earlier today. Oh, how cool is that? Very cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mike P. said... That's impossible. They don't let you walk out without scanning. The lasers activate and shoot the back of your foot. They <laughs> got Star Wars. Which pe- means I need to go to Fleet Feet and find the proper shoes. Full circle. In order to protect my Achilles heel <laughs> from getting shot up by lasers. My Achilles heel is bad brake management, so I need to take one and oh, come no. back and take another one uh we'll oh, be that's back my with fault you. too and when we return it's my fault too i, I love you guys taking ownership that, that's what a good team does so you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna rescind when i said it was my fault and i'm gonna say it was y'all's fault <laughs> um so next segment will be a quickie and we're gonna give away two tickets to see the marshall tucker band at the watermelon festival Can't you see? am i right Shirley? Yes, sir. When we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Got a Hall of Fame Hour 3 on tap with Marcus Crandall and Michelle Clayton. Got that on the way. Got a quick segment here. And get your dialing finger ready because when I say so, you're going to call 317-1250 and win two tickets to go see the Marshall Tucker Band play at the Winterville Watermelon Festival. And we've got two more of those beauties coming up in hour number three. So we'll do two here and two in hour three. And uh, you can go see some good live music. Looking forward to some good live music next Thursday night on the, at the, Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party at the State Theater. Tickets only 10 bucks available, uh, PR927FM.com. And the sweet Jeff Charles t-shirts will be available as well for 20 bucks. You can get one at the party, and uh, we will paint it purple for The Voice coming up next Thursday night, just one week away. Can you believe it? from the pirate radio football kickoff party quick look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck Buck. every time i look up the dodgers are pitching and that is a good thing because that means gavin is getting out of innings uh cleveland with a two nothing lead over the dodgers at the moment as they play uh going into inning number three so gavin so far one hit two strikeouts excuse me thank you shirley for uh picking me up there uh you said it better than i ever could all right so uh that is a score on the buccaneer music hall score represented by book uh there are two preseason games tonight i want to say and they are steelers at falcons on nfl network and colts and eagles are on prime video does that mean al michaels maybe making his preseason debut tonight uh, so a couple games going on in the NFL preseason. All right, let's take a break. Right now, 317-1250, 317, 1,250 is the number. Call it. You'll win two tickets to see Marshall Tucker Band at the Winterville Watermelon Festival. We will take a break. Come back. Marcus Crandall joins us after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. 
At the Appliances Superstore, they make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV. Or you can shop online at appliancesuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Guardians 2-1 to one over the Dodgers. Gavin Williams just threw a 98-mile-per-hour fastball, and Mookie Betts hit it out in the right field for a base hit. So you got Gavin from East Carolina. They pan over to Mookie Betts at first base. He's giving a high five to first base coach Clayton McCullough, former East Carolina catcher. So a lot of pirate flavor in this game today. And Gavin, facing one of the toughest lineups in the league, is starting to get hit. Freddie Freeman is going to, uh, I guess, single off the wall? Did he get to second? Maybe he did double. Uh, but that is uh, Betts and Freeman, some uh, some tough customers there, and they hit Gavin pretty good. So going to uh, still be 2-1, to one, uh, but the Dodgers are threatening against the Guardians on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by the Buck. The Buck. Let's welcome in ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. Marcus, uh, cool to see uh, former Pirates in the pros, ain't it? Yes, it is, man, always. What a blessing. No matter the sport, I uh, always uh, enjoy seeing that. In fact, uh, big CFL game last week featuring a couple of pass catchers from East Carolina, Tyler Sneed, uh, who I believe had a big one, and uh, Justin Hardy involved in that game. Yeah, that was a great game to watch, man. And um, both of those guys did extremely well for their teams. Uh, Justin's uh, actually has been uh, very solid throughout this uh, this year, I believe. Just, I think they're just over half the season. Uh, he's been very solid as a as a pass catcher, and uh, and actually he's returning kicks as well, or punts, I, I believe it is actually. Uh, so he's um, both of those guys are doing a pretty good job. And uh, Sneed got in last week for the game winning touchdown, I believe, and uh, got there in dramatic fashion. If people <laughs> remember the '91 Peach Bowl where Luke Fisher, Fisher. <laughs> dove into the end zone, uh, it kind of re- a little bit of remembrance from that. And Clip, as a matter of fact, Tyler Schnee will be back in action tonight because the Alouettes are taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers with one Stanley Bryant on that offensive line. So it's Pirates be everywhere. Everywhere yeah. in the yeah. CFL. Uh, Pirates down in Alabama too, Marcus. And coming up later this hour, we'll talk to ECU Hall of Famer Michelle Clayton. Uh, we were able to catch up with her yesterday and uh, really fun chat. I think people enjoy that. Got that coming up later today. Looking forward to it. All right, uh, Marcus, want to talk a little pirate football, and we'll uh, we'll hear from a pirate fan coming up in a moment. Who, who's our guest coming up in about five minutes? Man, we have a guest coming on who's uh, followed the Pirates for a very long time. Uh, went to uh, all of my games, and then plus uh, pretty much the whole t- entire time. Uh, Steve Logan was here. Uh, his name is John McMillan. He lives in Greensboro, North Carolina, and uh, just a big pirate fan. And um, he unfortunately he's uh, he's been I guess we'll, we'll talk about that later. But he's been uh, hasn't been able to go to the away games, which is um, as of late as far as travel. But uh, we'll get into that as he gets on here and, and join us in, in a little bit here. Yeah, we'll talk to him in a few minutes. Before we do, uh, let's talk about these current Pirates, Marcus, and uh, we'll play a little bit here. I don't think I've played this cut on the air yet. Eric Gullickson from ITN asked Donnie Kirkpatrick 
when they do settle on a quarterback and name a starter, will they go with one like they did throughout the whole Naylor's era, or will they mix in multiple quarterbacks? This is cut two, Shirley, from Donnie. Well, there, there's just not a set pattern for that because what we got to do is just got to play the game, try to win the game, you know. And, uh, again, it's a long season. Uh, the opener's obviously always important. This is a huge game. I think they're ranked pretty high or something like that, maybe number two in most publications. Uh, as I'd said earlier today to uh, somebody, I think they're the winningest college program ever. You know, I think Michigan's got more wins than anybody. So we got a lot of respect for all that. Uh, we got to go up and try to play well. So I, we're going to do whatever it takes. I mean, if we got to put a pinch hitter in, you know what I'm saying, we got to bring somebody out of the bullpen, we're, we're willing to do that. Um, I would prefer to have that starter, and I'd rather have that guy like Houghton, you know, like everybody would. Uh, but, you know, I don't know that Houghton was that when he first got here either. He had to earn that. And, and, and Mason and Alex are just great team players, and they want to win most of all, and they want the team to do well. And right now they, they've earned the right to play, but they haven't earned the right to, you know, have a couple bad series in there or a couple bad games if you got somebody else capable. So I, I think they I've tried to, to explain to them uh, it's it's good that you've got someone else that can help you. You, you, don't, you don't have to do this all by yourself. You know, eventually I hope one of them will. And I don't know what, at what point that is. There's just not any book or any formula that says this is the way you do it. Uh, we'll just play to win the game and whatever it takes. And, and, and I don't know. I, I, that's the part that makes you a little nervous, makes you a little anxious, but it's also the part that's kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like Christmas. You don't really totally know what you got until you get down there. So, Pretty interesting answer, Marcus. Uh, most coaches will say, yeah, we're going to have our guy, and that's our guy. That, that wasn't the answer there. It was we're going to try to win football games uh, one way or the other, and if that means a guy's struggling and we feel like our number two is almost as good as a almost a 1A, 1B situation, then we'll give him a shot. So I, we'll see how it looks, but that was uh, an interesting – what did you think of that answer? From well, that? I mean, I think it's a situation where we're kind of um, – our hands are tied for the most part in regards to those guys and where they are in our situation is uh, having uh, the luxury of having – of having had uh, Houghton Nailers for the number of years that we had them. Um, but um, it, it's kind of pretty much, uh, it, it's, it's all about the the name on the jersey right now on the front of the jersey, that is, that's East Carolina Pirates, and and so we're going to do whatever, is, or they're going to do whatever is best for us to try and win football games. And for those guys, it is tough. It is tough because it's, uh, it's that roller coaster ride um, from a quarterback that carousel possibly that's going to end up looking happening. over your shoulder, up, right? And all that right, stuff. absolutely. That you don't want, but at the same time, um, if those guys keep pushing each other, right? Keep pushing each other. He kind of alluded to that. Keep pushing, pushing each other to to be the starter. Then the next man up is is going to be that much better as well. For if anything happens, whether he's not playing well or injury, whatever it may be, um, something's not going to go right throughout the season. And so I, I believe that that next person is going to have to play at some point. Marcus Crandall in the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll talk to another ECU Hall of Famer, Michelle Clayton, coming up later on this hour. But uh, Marcus, introduce our, our guest that we have on the Pirate Radio Live line right now. All right. We're going to have John McMillan coming on. Again, he's a longtime Pirate fan. We're looking forward to talking to him. He's uh, traveled to a lot of games and, of course, to, uh, been to all the home games at East Carolina over the years. John, uh, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Let's talk some pirate football. Let's do it. Uh, How how do you feel about this 2023 campaign? Uh, What do you think about the Pirates this year? 
Well, I'm all, always optimistic. Um, you know, with Coach Houston being here five years, I, I feel like he is um, – I feel like he's in control of what's going on. I think he has recruited well. I think he has worked the transport, uh, transfer portal well. So, Cliff, I'm optimistic. You know, I, I'm always pretty optimistic. But even though we lost a lot of senior leadership and some great players, um, if we can get out of the Michigan game without a lot of serious issues – uh, I feel really good about this year. All right, John's optimism is rubbing off on me. I'm, I'm get, I just gave him one more win this year, there you just go. from what John just said. And now is that seven or? Six I'm, or I'm about at seven now, Marcus. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that is awesome, John. Hey, we're all optimistic, man. I know I am uh, because I, I hope the schedule kind of boost their. Um, boost their ego eagerness in, in regards to want to get out there on the field and uh, want to to uh, show and prove what they can do out there on the field. Even though we're going to be young, um, uh, is it, we have a we have a tall task in front of us. But um, I think we have the coaching staff that's up for the challenge, and I think they're getting the guys ready for it as well. But John, um, as we mentioned, you've been to a lot of ECU home games, a lot of away games as well as we're coming up to Michigan. But let's talk about. Um, your first uh, away game that you went to, your first game that you traveled to for the Pirates, and uh, tell us about that experience leading up to that game. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going back to the 70s now. I I, uh, I graduated in 76, um, and uh, I, I managed the elbow room. Everybody old enough to remember the elbow room? I've heard stories. <laughs> yeah, well, Andy Bersini was co-owner. Well, he and I, Went to a lot of pirate games, you know, back in the seventies. So I would have to say, Mark, that our our first road trip was over to Raleigh. You know, when we were playing NC State back back in the seventies and eighties. Um, but um, a, a lot of the games that I really recall that I think the audience uh, might be interested in was during the Steve Logan years. Uh, even though I've, I've been a Steve uh, uh, season ticket holder since ninety one and, and in the pirate club since eighty two. Uh, I really got involved in going on the road when Coach Logan uh, was was hired as head coach. Of course, everybody's enthusiasm level uh, cranked up a notch or two after the Peach Bowl season. But uh, th- there was a reason why Danny and I wanted to travel to, uh, on the road uh, when Steve was hired. Uh, everyone that's been around the football program remembers Miss Joyce. Uh, Mark, you can you can mention Miss Joyce. Yes, absolutely. Joyce Stroud was the administrative assistant who came in with Bill Lewis, and she was there 18 years before she passed away. But uh, she knew Danny, and she had asked Danny, I'll be brief with this, she had asked Danny, who was working at Pepper Tree Resorts down in Myrtle Beach at the time, if he could help with a few vacations for some of the coaching staff. And he did. And... Uh, out of gratitude, Coach Logan said, hey, you know, I owe you something because you're helping with some of these vacations, so what can I do for you? And Danny said, you know, John and I would just like to uh, maybe get on the sidelines for a game or maybe hear you do a pregame speech and that sort of thing. Well, we did that in, in, at Kentucky in 93. But one thing led to another. We'd already gone out to Washington, and I'm going to come back to that game. But uh, one thing led to another. And, you know, when you attend every road game for 12 years, you're at the team hotel, you're at the walkthroughs, you really get to know the assistant coaches really, really well. And uh, 
we were fondly referred to as assistants to the assistant coaches. But we saw some great venues. Uh, getting to know the assistants as closely as we did, we were slip sideline passes. You know, we we uh, we were careful about you know how we managed all that. But we we just had a great time with the coach Logan years. And uh, I mentioned to you when we went to a game together last season, Marcus, that I saw every single game you played live and in person. Man. That was a real treat. That is awesome. John, uh, what's your uh, favorite venue? And then we'll talk about your favorite game, And but how about favorite stadium uh, you've attended in all these years? You know, I, I think the favorite trip had to be out to Seattle in 93 when we played at Husky Stadium. And uh, unfortunately, you know, Marcus had broken his leg the week before, but he made that trip. I can't imagine flying out three or four hours with a broken leg, Mark. You might want to comment on that. But it happened to be a bright, sunny day. The stadium was beautiful. Uh, The Pirates were sitting in the end zone facing Lake Washington. And, of course, all the boats were docked out there on Lake Washington. You could see Mount Rainier. Uh, You know, we got beat pretty soundly, but there was so much to do out there, Cliff. You you had uh, Pike's Market, uh, the Space Needle. Uh, it was just a nice setting and, and a great trip. That was a that was a really good venue to go to. Um, you know, Knoxville was okay, but it was just such a large stadium that was kind of exciting. Um, the SEC stadiums were neat to be in, particularly on the sideline or to go into the visitors' locker room, because it was surreal to be in a locker room where Bear Bryant. Vince Dooley, yeah. Fulmer, mm. and those guys had had been in there and talked to their team, and, and you know it was just surreal to be in those those settings. But uh, Husky Stadium was probably my favorite venue. John was one of uh, seventy two thousand one hundred and eight that day, Marcus, Ooh. and of course wow. they'll <laughs> they'll have more than that in the big house. But that Husky Stadium has got to be one of the largest uh, venues ECU's played in. Man, it, it is. Um, I know we've we've played in a hundred, but um, but it's uh, it's definitely up there in regards to the atmosphere and all of that. Man, unfortunately, again, as John mentioned, I I wasn't able to play in that game because that was the uh, a game after I got hurt. But um, but a, a great stadium to watch uh, watch the game of football, man. And I uh, wish it would have been a different outcome, but um, it is what it is, or it was what it was. Uh, Robert's got a question on YouTube for uh, John, experiencing all you have. Uh, best and worst opponent fan base? That's a good question. Who, who's the the friendliest, John, and uh, who would you rather not go see again? Well, um, you know, Carl Davis in his book, 20 Rows Up, and, and I sat five rows up for about the same – number of years, but I'm not going to write a book. Uh, some fans are really, really good. Um, I never experienced problems at West Virginia, but I did at Virginia Tech up in Blacksburg. So hmm. my least favorite place to go was to Blacksburg, Virginia. All right. That's a tough place, tough venue. And, um, man, they, they love their football there for sure, and um, we've had some good battles here at home with uh, with them as well, and so um, uh, that was another game up there that um, I wasn't able to attend. It was that was a cold game too as well. But speaking of Southern Miss, I tell you, one of my favorite 
wins was in Hattiesburg, uh, and it was in 95. Marcus, you were quarterback then, and uh, we were behind late. And we lined up, Chad Holcomb lined up for a field goal, and it was like a 55-yarder. But Steve Logan faked the field goal, and we threw to tight end Scott Richards, who uh, was um, – they threw a, a roughing – not roughing the passer. Uh, the they, pass interference. Pass interference, yep. I think of it. They threw a pass interference call on, on Scott Richards. It moved the ball 15 yards closer, and uh, Chad Holcomb nailed that uh, field goal, and we won 36-34 to in the last play of the game in Hattiesburg. That was one of the most exciting wins on the road that I can recall, and we've had a ton of them, obviously, with the Miamis and, and the NC States and so forth, but uh, I always remember that game at Southern Miss uh, with that field goal that Steve Logan called. You had a better view of it than I did, John, because I remember I was riding in the car with my mom listening to that kick on the radio, listening to all that transpire at the end. So uh, that's one of those where you remember where you are and where you were when it happened, for sure. Jason Nichols and I talked about that game. Yes, sir. Because yep. he had a big uh, catch that helped us uh, get to that opportunity. That, that was a great, great win. Uh, I mean, we've had a lot of good wins, a lot of great wins. I guess, you know, my favorite, you hadn't asked, but my favorite had to be the 96 win in the Orange Bowl against Miami, 31-6. to uh, I know Jason had had a great touchdown catch. Mark, Mark had a great game. Uh, I, I was on the sideline for that game, and it was it – was, <laughs> Chuck Pagano got a sideline. Chuck was the defensive coordinator for Butch Davis. And uh, we, we didn't realize it, but the sideline pass we had said Miami bench. Well, the Orange Bowl security came down. We were at, on the East Carolina side, just standing on about the 25 or so, and security said, you can't stand here. you got to go over there. <laughs> so we had to walk around behind the Miami bench. We're dressed like ECU coaches, mm. okay, with our coaches' shirts on and hats and khaki pants. <laughs> all these spies over there. <laughs> yeah. In enemy territory, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, up the press box, they're calling that. We're literally – four feet behind the Miami bench. That's awesome. And security says, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Looking at us. And we had to explain that, that Chuck Pagano was good friends of ours, and he had got us these passes. They said, well, you got to go somewhere. <laughs> and we went forth back. We finally just went up in the stands and sat down. It was wow. really funny. I talked, to, I talked to Chuck about three weeks ago or so and reminded him of that. He got a big, big laugh out of that. But just lots and lots of fun memories like that. But um, after the game, um, Jeff Connors came out with the game ball, and he had the biggest smile. Jeff's a very, very dear friend of mine. And uh, Steve Logan gave Jeff the game ball, and he still has it in his uh, man cave today. That, that meant more to him because we had arrived as physical strength and conditioning animals. You know, Jeff had been there six years, and we went toe-to-toe with Miami that day. And, and, you know, we didn't blink. And for Steve to give Jeff the game ball meant a whole lot to Coach Connors. John, uh, let's do this again. We are uh, pressed for time because we got to get to ECU Hall of Famer Michelle Clayton. But uh, you've got a million more stories to tell, and we want to hear some of them. So let's uh, let's reconvene. Maybe this will be a good like bye week conversation, or, or even sometime during the season. But um, let, let's do this again when we got a little more time. Well, I just retired a couple of weeks ago, and uh, 
so I've got the time. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Congrats again, John, on the retirement. Uh, yeah. Mark can get in touch with me anytime, and uh, I'd love to talk with you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. I enjoyed it. Right. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Those are, uh, man, love those stories that. I want to hear more about his his sideline days. The fan That's experience, cool. man. We always uh, we've hell he had the coach experience. Yeah, he was down there with everybody else. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah, that is awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, All right, yeah, good story to tell for sure. Let's get a break in, and we'll come back. We'll uh, run the Michelle Clayton interview. We've also got two tickets to go see the Marshall Tucker Band at the Winterville Watermelon Festival. All that and more with Marcus Crandall when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home for of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall alongside. And uh, Marcus came by the Pirate Radio studios on Wednesday and we knocked out an interview with Michelle Clayton and uh, really enjoyed it. Talking about her story, Marcus. And uh, I guess you knew her when y'all were students at ECU? That's right. That's right. She and I came here at uh, East Carolina together and um, in the early 90s, and uh, we had some great times, as we talked about, in regards to ECU sports at that time, and um, just a great atmosphere that we played in, man. And uh, we're, we're blessed to, to be here during those days, and, um, man, it's good to see her doing well where she is. And, yeah, uh, her down in Troy. And all of that good stuff. So, yes, we'll get into that. Shirley, uh, let us know when you are ready to go. And we'll fire you good. All right, here's um, the Korean man and I with Michelle Clayton. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio live line and talk to ECU Hall of Famer Michelle Clayton joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Michelle, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Fantastic. And uh, trust me, I consider myself lucky to be able to hang out with the Hall of Famer once a week, Marcus Crandall. And Marcus, uh, with your connections, your Pirate connections and Hall of Fame connections, you've uh, introduced me to some other Hall of Famers and and got a special one here today. Yes, indeed. Um, Michelle and I went to school together here at ECU during that time. Um, We we both uh, experienced some great moments here and uh, looking forward to chatting with you, Michelle. Awesome, yes. Those were some great moments, for sure. You want to start there? Uh, All-American here at East Carolina uh, in the hammer throw and uh, went on to, of course, be a Hall of Famer. So how about, uh, let's let's even go before that, Michelle, I guess. We'll start at the beginning. I'm always fascinated, you know, how does one get involved with these specific events with track and field? How do you find out you're good at something like that? So kind of take us there and, and uh, how you ended up uh, doing what you did here at East Carolina. Yeah, it's it's always, I guess, kind of a crazy story how something 
not a football or a basketball or a softball, something traditional, find you. But um, I had been a gymnast most of my life for 11 years, and I had played softball and basketball as well. And in middle school, we were living in Raleigh at the time, and they had middle middle school sports. So I went out for the track team in the spring, and um, we'll just say that the shot put event found me. I uh, I was sprinting. I was running the 60, the 100, and the 200 at the time. And Coach Coach Wood, God rest his soul, he had played at UNC back in the day. He was an older gentleman then, but he grabbed me and took me to the opposite end of the field. And lo and behold, I started throwing the shot put. And uh, that was in seventh grade. And then when I got to high school, um, was introduced to the discus as well. And um, but I was still sprinting and jumping all through high school. Um, but I knew if I wanted to go on to college, it would be in the throwing event. So that was where my primary focus was. And the hammer, though it's, good gracious, it's gotten a whole, whole lot better. And there's hundreds, if not thousands more, throwing it these days. It's still very limited at the high school level. Um, so it kind of had caught my eye just because you can be of different sizes, I guess we'll keep it at, um, to throw the hammer. And anybody that knows me and has met me personally, like live in person, knows I am not the tallest individual on this planet, um, which was not to my advantage in the shot and the discus. Um, but I worked my butt off and was able to get a scholarship to ECU. And uh, all along, I knew, I was like, once I get to college, I'm going to figure out this hammer thing. Somebody's going to teach me it. I'm going to learn it. And um, my sophomore year, I was fortunate enough to, my dad and I made some trips to Florence, South Carolina, of all places. There was a gentleman there coaching at Francis Marion University at the time. And um, he had some unbelievable connections with the the gentleman that's actually still the world record holder in the hammer. Um, Dave had learned from him and spent tons of time with him. And I picked it up that summer. It was summer of 1995. And uh, the rest is history. It just, I was determined that I was going to love it and it was going to love me. And my uh, short stature didn't hold me back as much as it did in the other two events. And I was able to use, some speed and power to my advantage, and the rest is history. Marcus, there's a lot of debates about, all right, who's the best athlete? Is it football players, basketball players, or NASCAR drivers, athletes? This is an athlete doing <laughs> all these athlete. multiple sports, and uh, it's really cool to hear about how you, you get involved in something like that. Man, you, you took the words right out of my, out of my mouth in regards to uh, how, do, how does one get involved in, <laughs> and take it to the next level. Uh, but uh, she did it, and she did it well. She she developed a passion for it. Uh, but yes, you, you're right. It's um, it, it's so many sports out there nowadays, and um, just being able to get out there and, and do what you do, and uh, as far as uh, the love and the passion that you have for what you're doing, and then to uh, to be able to continue on at the next level is a, is really a bonus. Yeah. And so um, yeah. And I want to get we'll get back to ECU, but just kind of going through the timeline here. You were able to to do a lot of things after school uh, in track and field, and uh, some really impressive things, including weightlifting and and things like that. So, how about did you know when you were at East Carolina that hey, uh, th- this isn't the end? Uh, I can I can do more in this sport uh, with this sport. Moving on. 
You know, I think it's just like, and Marcus can probably back me up on this. I think as a kid, you know, I came up in the 80s when Mary Lou Retton was God's gift to women. <laughs> so I wanted to be Mary Lou Retton. Um, and uh, so that's kind of where it started, that Olympic flame kind of burning in my soul, per se. Um, and uh, I did gymnastics through my freshman year in high school, but track really had started to take over. And um, gymnastics, I, I want to say I had peaked at that point, probably. Um but uh, so it just I kind of went from one sport to the next, and it was just hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna find the path, and I'm gonna find a way to try to represent this country at the Olympics. And track and field gave me that opportunity to at least pursue that dream. But I, I think all of us, you know, you talk about you know Marcus probably the same, like wanting to play in the NFL or playing prof- professionally, and so few of us actually get that opportunity. Um, but yeah, it was always that Olympic dream for me from the summer of 1984 on. That was wow. that was all I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I like about nowadays in regards to we we kind of are, are pioneers in a way in regards to uh, there weren't a lot of opportunities back then um, in different sports. But now um, my father's house there at many mansions, uh, he opens the door uh, and he has opened the door for many people in a lot of different ways. And so uh, it's great to um, to have those opportunities and, and to build upon them and then uh, and, and then continue, like you said, in regards to uh, a clip mentioned in regards to, you know, just going into the weightlifting and all of that. Um, and now you uh, just to can kind of continue on. I think it was 2012 you were inducted into the Hall of Fame. 2011, Eddie. 2011, okay, all right. Uh, thanks for the correction. Uh, what was that moment like for you? I, I know what it was like for me in regards to getting inducted, and it was uh, all of, almost of a, or it was a surreal moment, and it really didn't hit me during the time, but uh, as time goes on, you start to realize um, what those accomplishments were, um, how hard it was to get there and to, and to get to that point. What was it like for you, Michelle? Um, it was... You know, same, very surreal, um, a little extra special for me because my mom had been inducted in 2005 um, for women's golf. So that was really awesome to be the first mother-daughter combo. And uh, mom was alive and vibrant then, so she was able to be there, my whole family. And that was absolutely a surreal moment I had been going to those banquets for many years and um you know i guess in the back of your head you're kind of like hey this would be kind of cool one day to be recognized by your school the place that you like blood sweat tears so much love bleed purple and gold and then for that moment to actually happen in 2011 was just amazing And uh, let me go back a little further because I, I see you're in the East Forsyth uh, High School Hall of Fame. Uh, are you from North Carolina? I'm picking up like a, a New York or a Northern accent somewhere. So where are you from, Michelle? When my dad listens to this, he'll cringe. Um, uh, I, uh, I actually, I did go to high school and um, obviously college in North Carolina. I moved. 11 times before I oh, wow. did East Carolina. Yeah, so 
Um, my accent is completely screwed up. <laughs> you got a little bit of everything, I guess. <laughs> yes, it just—it's kind of a conglomeration. I've been down here in Alabama for nine years, wow. starting year ten, and uh, so it, it, if you talk to me long enough, I'm sure something to come out pretty, pretty different. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, I was just yeah. curious. Uh-huh. You definitely don't sound like you're from Alabama. I can tell you that. Uh, right. I, I can understand that because I, I was up in Canada for almost 20 years. Marcus came back yeah. saying a boot and all those things. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, who, who do we have on today, eh? Eh? <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Good yeah. stuff. Awesome. Well, let's... Uh, Seven-year-old that is born and raised so far down here. And my husband's from Philly, and then I have whatever... So neither one of us sound like we're from down here. And then you get her talking, and oh, my goodness gracious. That is hilarious. My wife's from South Jersey, just uh, pretty close to Philadelphia. And uh, and my daughter, you know, was born here. And uh, she rolls her eyes at some of the country phrases my daughter will say, because she does not sound like my wife at all. Yeah, Kind of funny how that all works I out. Totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> if you stick around somewhere long enough, you're going to adapt some portions of it. There you it. go. Um, yes. Well, let's talk about today. So, uh, Michelle, you are coaching uh, down there at Troy. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. tell us about that. Um, we uh, so, like I said, my husband um, and I are down here. We're here because he got the head. He's the director of track and field cross country at Troy. We came down here in 2014, and um, I was fortunate enough to that the university worked it out where I was able to be hired as well. And, um, so yeah, here we are and I coach the throws on the men's and women's team. And then I'm also our strength coach. Um, still trying to keep a little Jeff Connors going out there. Um, since that was, that was my main man and my mentor through all of this and who I learned from. Uh, so it's pretty awesome that I get to do the dual role and, um, have full, ownership of our entire team from the distance to the sprints jumps hurdles as well as the throws so i i stay pretty busy i got practice most of the day every day and then i'm in the weight room from three to seven every afternoon but uh we wouldn't have it any other way it's amazing all right now yeah just to kind of as we start to wrap it up here michelle um what's this been like for you guys for the last um, few years that you've been there uh in regards to it and um and then also you know, we got the Michigan Wolverines coming up in football. So I know you're a big football fan, too, and all of that. So uh, just kind of expand on those two things for us. Absolutely. No, Troy's been absolutely amazing. Um, there's a reason we're still here. That's, you know, longevity in one place in the coaching uh, as a coach is not something that you hear of every day. And we have been extremely blessed. Like I said, we've got a seven-year-old daughter, and they've been totally supportive of you know, us taking on that role as well as parents and, you know, when she's got to be with us at meets and all of that. So she's our little team mascot. She thinks she's 17, not seven, because that's what she's grown up around. But um, it's it's been awesome. We we came into a program and it uh, was kind of rebuilding for a few years. And I feel like that sport, every every four to five years, you go through another rebuilding process, which is where we're at right now. But um, it, it's been awesome. It's, it's been a great ride and um, obviously hasn't been too darn bad because nine years here, we uh, literally 
started year 10 last Wednesday. The new year started. So um, it's been great. Other than this hundred degree weather, I, I could leave that and go back to New Hampshire in a heartbeat. But uh, other than that, I uh, we have no complaints, and it's it's been an amazing, very family oriented, very small. We're the third the third smallest campus in FBS. Hmm. So it's uh, people ask me, and I try for those of us that remember. It reminds me of Greenville in the eighties. Um, which is a long, long time ago. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's the, it's a one man show. It's Troy University and Troy, Alabama, and, and we make it happen. But, um, yeah, so it's been great. But as for Michigan, holy cow, I can't wait. We're coming <laughs> out here next Thursday as soon as my daughter gets out of school. And, uh, we're going to make the 12 and a half hour drive to Ann Arbor. And, wow. Awesome. Um, yeah, my dad's on that flight that's leaving greenville on saturday morning so we'll meet him and do the tailgate on saturday and then go to the game i couldn't miss the opportunity to go to the big house man well while you're going you can hear marcus and i and the pirate radio team on uh pirate radio during our bud light pregame tailgate we'll be uh you're going to be uh, along for the watch party marcus? That, that, absolutely all right we'll be in studio watching the game you can hang out with us on youtube and facebook and then after the game the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show i did notice that uh going on that same day down at troy it'll be demarcus Ware day and I'm wondering if he's going to sing the national anthem like he did at the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> like, that's Hall of Fame game. I don't know. <laughs> it's a Saturday the second. I don't know. <laughs> and I, I do have one more question, and I, I, I hate to bring it up, but I, it's it's prevalent. Uh, I saw a, the Balco documentary a couple weeks ago. And it talked about, of course, Barry Bonds and steroids in baseball, but mentioned uh, track athletes as well. And I'm just curious, Michelle, like what you do and how how much is that discussed today? Is that maybe more of a thing in the past? And and how prevalent was it? And, and just, I don't know, your thoughts on performance-enhancing drugs and things like that when it comes to Olympic sports. Right, absolutely. No, I mean, I was involved in two of them where it's extremely prevalent from track and field to Olympic weightlifting. Um, and the Balco, I don't even know how we would refer to it these days. Scandal situation was so real while I was still competing. I mean, those, most of those people track and field wise that got caught up in that were the ones that I was at meets with every single weekend. Um, so it was, it was one of those things that if you wanted to be a part of that, you knew who to be in touch with, but yeah. For me, I, uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, but I preach clean sport. I, uh, God made me the way I am and I'm either going to work my tail off and accomplish it, accomplish it myself or it's, or I'm going to fail on my own as well. Um, so that is one thing I will go to my grave knowing that me, myself and I accomplished what I did and I never made the Olympic team, but, uh, uh, my accomplishments are my accomplishments and my hard work and what I did in the weight room and out in the field day to day. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. All right, uh, Marcus, anything else for the great Michelle Clayton? Thank you for everything that you've done for the parts, Michelle, and uh, continue to do. And um, I appreciate uh, I appreciated you while you were here. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you all again at some point. And uh, go Pirates. <laughs> Absolutely. Go Pirates. Drive safely. Guys. Thank you.
All right, Michelle Clayton, fun chat with the ECU Hall of Famer uh, Marcus talking track and field. And, and how about that down at Troy and uh, has really, uh, you know, planted roots there, but is still a pirate so much so uh, they're heading to Ann Arbor. 12 hours. How about that? Awesome. That's I awesome. I love it, man. I love it. That was a fun chat uh, with Michelle Clayton. All right, uh, we need to take a break and we need to make somebody a winner. And Shirley, uh, we've been going caller one. You want to open it up? I'm going to open it up. Let's make it caller 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. You'll win two tickets to see the Marshall Tucker Band at the Winterville Watermelon Festival. They'll put you right there on the wheel call. All you got to do is be caller 12, and you can win right now. 317-1250. Back with Marcus Crandall after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar and Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Uh, all right, Colts fan Jamie says it's the anniversary of Andrew Luck retiring in a preseason game and being booed off the field. He said, hated the booing, but it was an awful job of announcing it. Wait till after the game. Not fair to the fans there. Um, I just remember, and I got my a fantasy draft this Saturday. We had completed our draft. I want to say, wasn't it Saturday evening, uh, Jamie, when it happened? Because uh, I think it was post-draft, and he announced his retirement. We're all like, what? Uh, think about the fantasy drafters, Andrew. You should let us know before the draft. Uh, but, yeah, that was pretty shocking, Marcus, to see a guy – who was at his prom. I mean, he had a ton of years left and just hung it up and I guess has never looked back. Yeah, he made the decision and um, and said, hey, this is my choice, my decision, and uh, and just said, hey, I'm hanging him up and uh, I'm done and felt good about that decision, man. And uh, yeah, he was definitely uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the league at the time when he when he retired. And um, unfortunately for, <laughs> for Colts fan, it was, it was bad timing. But you know what? Uh, when it comes to uh, whatever it was, I'm assuming it was just a feeling of him not wanting to give a hundred, or didn't feel like he was going to give a hundred percent, or whatever coming up for the season and injuries or whatever it, it is that piled up on him, and he started to feel uh, started feeling the brunt of it. Uh, whatever it was, man, and um, he just didn't look back. And you know, more more power to him because he he made the decision based off of himself and. Um, and he's moved on with life. That's that's the most important thing. You, you do it, make a decision, and you move on. What age were you when you retired, Marcus? Do you remember? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little older than Andrew Luck. I yeah, imagine. I think I was 35. Yeah, so about that time. 
Hell, uh, now quarterbacks are going into their 40s, Marcus. (laughs) Tom Brady just (laughs) blew it up. Changed the game, didn't he? Rodgers is 39. Yeah, absolutely. Breeze was up there. Yeah. uh, When he, Peyton, obviously. So. And uh, and now we look at these like when we talk about Mahomes, we say how many more years can he do it? And we see Tom Brady, and we're like, is Patrick Mahomes really going to play another thirteen years in the NFL? Like he could, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's crazy because I mean you look at uh, you feel like you've seen all you can see from Patrick Mahomes, and you look at his age, and you're like, well, if he can be anything like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or like you mentioned earlier, Peyton Manning, then we've got a long way to go. we got yeah. double-digit years to go until we see the end of Patrick Mahomes, which would, to me as a football fan would be great. You know, and the thing about him is that he, he still can he, – he's one of the best pocket passers as well, right? He's just able to use his ability to get out of the pocket when things break down and be innovative and uh, create plays. And But he, he has that ability as he gets older – when that uh, when those <laughs> skill sets start to diminish, that he can sit back there in the pocket and uh, make some decisions and make good plays. Tell you what, Marcus, I got a little excited Monday night. Uh, Eric Bieniemy dialing it up, Sam Howell delivering, and that offense looking uh, pretty darn good uh, against the Ravens. So it, 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 I saw enough to get me fired up for Week One to say I think we might have something with Sam Howell. Looks like the Terry McLaurin injury isn't serious, but I still don't know officially uh, on that. But uh, enough to to get a little excited. Man, I was very impressed. I mean, um, I, I didn't think he'd have that great of a game in the preseason, but um, to do as well as he did, and uh, you know, I think he was, you know, well over sixty percent of his passes oh, yeah. completed, he was and all, all those things, and um, just running the offense efficiently, man. And uh, I think uh, that's going to be. Uh, I, I think that's going to be the big thing for them is just be efficient out there on the, on the field. Uh, try not to make the bad play. Uh, when you do make the bad play, just um, put it behind you. Keep going. But uh, he, 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 I think he put them put those guys in some uh, good predicaments as far as you know driving the ball down the field, getting in field position, and then when you get down there, you punch it in. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd like better first and second down play, but if you're going to convert every third down, I'll take that too. <laughs> got got out of some third down jams the other night, and you're not going to be able to do that all the time. But uh, I was very pleased with what I saw with the commanders. Good to see Keaton uh, running and also healthy back at practice after a little scare the other night. But, man, he he looks like Keaton Mitchell. He looks like the guy we saw in college, and it has translated to the NFL, and he's still faster than just about everybody out there. Just another explosive play, man, that, yep. uh, that happened on, um, I, I'm not sure what day it was. But yeah, Monday night. Played, it, it was, uh, man, it was, it was good to see because, he, again, he displayed his uh, his quickness and his uh, ability to get up and down the field to go from zero to 60, as I mentioned, <laughs> very, very quickly. It's crazy that every time he touches the football, I'm expecting a big big run from him it just seems like every single time that he's being handed off the ball i mean i think i'm 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 thinking here like he's about to go off he's about to just run for 50 60 yards well when you look at the play that he burst for a touchdown i mean as soon as he got the ball you kind of the defensive line anything there yeah the the defensive lineman i was like oh he's done once he gets around the corner it's over right (laughs) and then next thing you know he's he's skating up the sidelines and away he goes right uh chandler we get to do one of our favorite things here yes we get to shout out our amazing sponsors here at pirate radio so surely uh run down the list real quick and let's get this in and then uh we'll wrap it up uh who we got brownie wood man when you need a car yeah and you need it serviced mm-hmm. 
Uh, now they have a car wash, I believe the commercial says now. Um, Brown and Wood has yeah. it all. The dynamic so, duo. Tag team They champions. only just have it all. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Down on Main Street. Down on Main, Main Street. Street. Bob Seger knew it back, way back when. He, he saw it in his mind. <laughs> that the place to be in Washington would be down on Main down Street. Down on Main Street. Yep. Great well, food, great atmosphere. Quality equipment. Um... How do you like your equipment? I don't want it bad. I like mine. Quality. I like I like I like it with good quality. Yes, and sir. that's exactly what we have <laughs> with quality quality equipment. Easy. Villa Verde. Villa Verde. Uh, had hello. It for lunch today. Had it for lunch today. We had that for lunch and it was delicious. Man, tried the L barbecue sandwich. Uh, it was fantastic and uh, just a great menu. Jay's an awesome dude and uh, celebrating eight years. Mm-hmm. Villa Verde. Mm. Uh, R&R awesome. tire. All right, so when you go to Brian and Wood and you get a car, uh, you need what, what, what do you need with that you car? Need some shoes on you the need wheel, some Taylor? shoes on that car. <laughs> R&R has the gr- awesome quality. R&R has great quality tires for you. I actually was there this morning uh, shooting some video with the big dog. So uh, be uh, be on the lookout for a on location with the guys at R&R. Tiebreakers. <sighs> Man. Extra crispy, hot, traditional wings is my go-to. Uh, Cheesesteak in a wrap. Oh, my with gosh. With tots. I mean, and by the way, it's the official <laughs> NFL Sunday headquarters for Chandler Honeycutt. Uh, you go there on a Sunday this football season, you're going to see me. I'll be there week one. Chandler will be there one be week one. I think Jason Nichols will be there week one. Well, Marcus Crand will be there week one. Check. Yeah! Tiebreakers for week one, baby. Everybody loves burgers. Check it. Rent a tank. I want a fish tank in my business. I want a fish tank in my house. I want a fish tank. I just want some fish. But do you want to buy it? Um, yes. No, I don't want to buy it. No. In fact, no. That's stupid of me to say. I don't want to buy it. I just kind of want to rent it. Yes. Can sir. I just rent it, please? Sure. Rent, it, yeah. rent a rent fish a tank. tank. Yep. All right, and bodies and balance. Man, I need a good stretch. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I'm you stiff. Look like me on the golf course. Man, I'm stiff. I uh, I just need a good stretch. You know what you need, Chandler? You need one of these. One of those. Oh yeah. These. Oh, yeah. is that all they have? Do, do they only have stretching? No, they have massage therapy too. Mm-hmm. Bodies and balance. Mm-hmm. Marcus, can the middies hang with Notre Dame? What kind of score do you think we'll see Saturday between Navy and Notre Dame? Navy and Notre Dame, man. I think um, it's going to be an interesting game with uh, Navy changing up this year. And, yeah. um, so it's um, – I don't think they're going to hang around. You think Notre Dame gets them pretty good? Yeah. Okay. All right. That one going on 2.30 on Saturday. Enjoy the football. Marcus, uh, next week we'll be previewing ECU Michigan and our wall-to-wall game day coverage. It's going to be a lot of fun, so looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it as well. Thank you. Enjoy the hour, as always, with Marcus Crandall. We'll see you fine folks coming up Friday, 3 o'clock. All-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for the crew. I'm Clip Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.